What is up everybody? I wanted to take a second to share with you an upcoming event I am hosting that I am beyond excited for. On May 16th at 7pm Eastern, we are hosting our next Breathe With Cannabis event, and this month's theme is that of authenticity. Now for those that are hearing about these workshops for the first time, they are a two and a half hour live cannabis and breathwork ceremony hosted online that you can attend right from the comfort of your own living room with an amazing community of like-minded individuals from all around the world. These workshops are an absolutely incredible way for any of you who have been looking to open up the psychedelic powers I speak of often with regards to cannabis on the show to be able to do so, and we want you to experience it for yourself. To find out more info on this month's theme, the breakdown of the event, and to register and save your spot, head to the link in the show notes, and I am so looking forward to guiding all of you into a more authentic expression with the help of the powers of cannabis and breathwork. Enjoy the show. Greetings, my brothers and sisters. Sending gratitude to all of you who are joining in today to accompany us down the rabbit hole of self-exploration through plant medicines. My name is Ryan Sprague, and I'm here to tell you that your frequency is now set and tuned to explore psychedelic medicines and the impact they've made among the countless psychonauts exploring the last true frontier. Buy a ticket and take a ride with me as we get true firsthand accounts of the experiences, benefits, risks, and transformations taking place within the ever-expanding world of psychedelic medicines on this one time on Psychedelics. Hey guys, I wanted to stop by real quick and share a new program that I am launching called Connect with Cannabis. Have you stopped getting the results you want with cannabis? Do you find yourself having very high highs one day just to be met with low lows the next? Is your challenged relationship with cannabis leading to cycles of anxiety, procrastination, and patterns of dependency? For many cannabis lovers, their relationship with cannabis began with a sense of curiosity. A curiosity for what this plant showed them about themselves, those around them, and the world at large. The challenge is that traditional ceremonial cannabis use was all but stamped out in the history books, especially when prohibition began. In turn, this has led to an epidemic of cannabis lovers becoming confused with what cannabis truly is, what it takes to have an enjoyable experience each time they connect with her, and how to improve their results with the plant as a whole. By learning how to connect with cannabis throughout the framework in this program, you will gain awareness on how you can unlock her full power, maximize your positive results with her, and feel confident in your relationship with her once again. The program consists of eight weeks in which we will be doing deep dives into how to get the best results with cannabis and allow you to see the connection between your relationship with cannabis and the relationships throughout the entirety of your life. I'm hoping to see you there, guys. This program is going to be absolutely amazing, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you in person. See you there. Strolling onto the set to journey with us today is a man who has gone from attempted suicide, drug addiction, five times college dropout to award-winning speaker, coach, and community builder. He is a world-class transformation coach where he helps individuals take back the reins in their life to become sovereign beings once more, is a big proponent of conscious, responsible plant medicine connection, and is the founder of the Sacred Warrior Tribe, which is dedicated to creating leaders who are committed to saving the world and creating a better tomorrow for future generations to come. So please help me in welcoming Marshall Gillen to the show. Marshall, my man, how are you? Brother, brother, man, <laughs> thank you so incredibly much for being here. I am so incredibly humbled. 
I got to be honest, man, I spent the last five years traveling around the world speaking on stages. And that may have been the most blushing, most geeked out little just like fangirling I'd, uh, I've ever done. I, it was absolutely incredible. Just from an entrepreneur who's done this for eight years, man, just even just listen to your intro and how you start the show and how dialed in you are. Like it, I truly mean it. It's an honor to be here, man. It's uh, you're a master of your craft, brother. And it shows, dude. I, I'm like, okay. So Ryan's <laughs> playing like that. I'm like, okay. Right, so I got to step my game up. Dude. <laughs> truly an honor to be here, man. Thank you so much. That's incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. That really means the world, especially coming from you, you know, as I've done some background into you and seen what you've done and what you've accomplished and where oh, you've come from you. and where you're at now. And I'm so excited to have you on, man. Like when you hit me up, it was, again, I'll say it for like the third time. I think we mentioned it in your podcast. And I think we mentioned it when we were chatting before, but it was immediate, like, like attracts like, you know, those feelings are true. Right. And you can feel them for a reason. And so, you know, I immediately checked in and it was like, oh my God, yes. Best friends, you know, and, and you know, and we'll get into like, you know, uh, what I think soul tribe is and, you know, why a tribe is getting important right now. But what I'd love to start out with, right. Is what I really love about the concept and the subject of psychedelics is that it's in most cases, people did not grow up having the best view of them, right? Because of Western societies and what they were touted 100%. as and all of these things. So I love asking the typical question of how did your journey get started with psychedelics specifically yeah. because I feel in the realm of psychedelics, it's always so different, right? Rather than like, mm-hmm. Oh, I went to school. I did this. I did that in a regular you know, type of podcast. This is such a weird subject, you know, that yeah. the path that everyone took to get from most likely, Hey, just say no drugs are bad to now yeah. interacting with them consciously is incredible. 100%. I'd love to hear about that. Well, first off, excellent question. It's, it's kind of a long winded answer, but I, I'm excited to break it down and kind of make this relatable for everybody else. But before I do get started, I grew up in the, I'm 36 right now at the time of recording this. I grew up in the Midwest on a farm. My parents got divorced when I was two because my dad was a severe alcoholic, beat the hell out of my mom, left. My mom got remarried when I, I was four years old, moved to a farm with this guy. And my stepdad was a monster. He would tell me how worthless I am every day. He would tell me that I'm going to be another worthless Mexican like my dad. And then this is why it's relevant because he would always say, oh, you're going to be just another worthless pothead like your dad. And mm-hmm. so from the time I was very little before, I, I didn't even know what pot was. I had this concept of potheads being bad. It's funny. I didn't do that. I literally didn't do that on purpose, but I, I don't know if anybody's going to see this, but I'm wearing a shirt right now. It's a dare t-shirt. <laughs> yes. It's a dare whatever to keep kids off drugs. Yes. And so growing up in the Midwest where I came from, the, any concept of at, at all of there was no plant medicine. I didn't learn that term until like three years ago. Right. There was nothing. It's like, dude, you don't do that. Like that is like, that's for dirt bags. Those are scumbag people. That's for people that don't have their life together. It's a gateway drug, which I just <laughs> saw in the news. They actually said that it may be a cure to getting people off of drugs. Yes. We can talk about that later. <laughs> but, um, and so that's like my idea. Okay. That's how I, that's how I grew up. And I think that that's kind of how most people grew up in my era for sure. And so now fast forward to, uh, I go do all the things that I was taught was going to make me happy. I, I was, I, I made, I made a lot of money. I, I had a big brand. A lot of people knew who I was. I had all the success. And so in 2019, I, I'll never forget it, Ryan. I'm, I had been in San Diego for 12 years at this point. Uh, at this point, I'm living in a luxury high rise, downtown San Diego, 21st floor. It's uh, overlooking the ocean and coincidentally, it's overlooking both of the bars I used to work at when I thought that my life was never going to change. Yeah. And I, it was like the dream spot. 
And I just got done hosting this event, a uh, hundred and some people there. And I crushed it. And I'll never forget, I walked into my, it was like 930. I walked into my uh, condo and I closed it and I looked out that beautiful view and I had never felt more empty in my entire life. Now, this is why it's interesting because we know that we're energetic beings, right? I didn't know this in 2019. If 2019 Marshall had listened to whatever this podcast is about to become, he probably would have been like, bro, you need to relax. Okay. <laughs> and so for the listeners, I want people to understand. It's like, I grew up in an era where it was very masculine, very, you know, stuff your feelings down. Don't whine, don't cry, just uh, play the cards you're dealt. And then I, I became this business success where I was like, you know, all bougie. I'm wearing the watches and I'm where I'm doing all the things and I'm in the big circles and quarter of a million dollars invested into network and I'm doing the thing. And so why it's important is because they came to a point where whatever soul contract I signed to come back and do what I'm doing, I was so far off of it that the universe and God had to intervene. And so what happened, Ryan, is that at this point I had only been using cannabis I've used harder drugs and, and, you know, a lot of synthetic stuff and alcohol, whole destruction, all that stuff in, in my past, but I've never used plant medicine. I, I'd always joked, oh, I'm scared. I'll never come back. Right. And so in 2019, right. In 2019, I, I, I had this revelation. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so unhappy. And it was like immediately the next day, dude, I lived downtown. And I, was, I was always walking everywhere. I started to get this irrational fear that somebody's going to run up and, and kill me like mm. stab me to death or shoot me like out of nowhere. Mm. And then all of a sudden what happened is a couple, like maybe a couple of days later, once this, this started, I got this really gnarly pain inside of my body. And all of a sudden I thought I was dying of something. <laughs> now, what, what I realized at this point, because everything started to manifest itself so quickly in 2019 in January, I realized when all this started, I was like, oh my God, I can literally have anything that I want. But what I didn't know is that what I didn't realize and didn't have the awareness is that I had so much unhealed pain and trauma from my past that subconsciously I manifested a reality where it was like, oh, first I'm scared of dying. But then it was like, oh, nope, you have a disease, which really was my body and energy saying, oh, or my subconscious actually saying, um, hey, congratulations. You, 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 can, you realize you can have whatever you want. No, you can't because now you're going to die, which was really <laughs> my subconscious programming with my stepdad and my real dad, which is no matter how much success I have, prom king, team captain, standout, uh, straight A, standout in the community, no matter how much success I have, I'll never, I'll never have the love I crave. And so I recreated that again. Mm -hmm. And so now here I am. And I, I, here I am in 2019. I just had this whole entire revelation. I thought it was going to be my business's first seven figure year. And the pressure just, I cracked and I started to get this pain. And I thought, I thought for sure I was dying, dude. And of course I didn't go to the doctor, didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to admit it. I'll just, because then it makes it real. Mm -hmm. So I randomly got invited to a mastermind in Thailand a month later. And I, I know this sounds crazy to listeners, but I, I was like, dude, I had this certainty. Like it was a certainty, dude. That was like, when I get on that plane to go to Thailand, I feel like I'm going to die over there. Like, I feel like I'm going to, they're, they're going to be like, yeah, he had this random cancer and he just didn't come back. And I don't know why I had that, dude. I mean, I, I wasn't trying to think that. And I'm not, mm -hmm. I, that's not anything like me. I've, I've been a very healthy person my whole life. And so I go over to Thailand with a buddy of mine for 10 days to a business mastermind. It was a seven day business mastermind. And it was, a, we were there for a total of 10 days. It was during the full moon, which happened to be a Libra full moon mm. happened, right? Surprise, yes. surprise. Uh, March, 2019. Very, yeah, coincidence. <laughs> so here I'm at this business mastermind. I, I do my thing as a speaker, you know, all this crazy stuff. I finally opened up and I told somebody, I said, Hey, I feel like I'm dying of something that I'm really scared to admit. 
And it was the first time that this energy healer, and I know that was a guardian angel now, but she explains to me about numerology. And then she explains to me about life paths. And all of a sudden I, there was this remembering dude, like this, oh my God, like something that seemed familiar. I was like, there's something about what she's saying that seems so familiar. And it was a moment in my life where I decided, oh, I, I see what's going on. And I don't know how I knew this, but it's like my ego. And I didn't even know what ego really meant at the time. I could just feel as like my ego has to dissolve. And so the business mastermind finishes up and my buddy who booked all the stuff, he did everything. I just showed up at the airport. He's like, oh yeah, we're actually here for an extra three days. And I'm like, really? I go, dude, that's cool. I go, what are we going to do? And he's been using plant medicine at this time. He had visited Chama because he, he, he was born in Mexico, lives in Mexico. I was in San Diego and, and he had been going to see shamans in Mexico at this point. Now I remember when he was telling me about shamans yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, bro, <laughs> let's go hug some trees. Yeah. You know? I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. And he's explaining to me about, he's calling it plant medicine, but my programming of everything I've experienced is telling me, oh dude, psychedelics, like cool, man. And so he tells me the mastermind's over. We had these three days. He's like, we're going to uh, Koh Phi Phi, which is a little island off of the coast of Thailand. And we end up at this resort, this really amazing resort, very, very secluded. And it turns out he's like, bro, uh, we're going to be taking psilocybin. Mm -hmm. Now, what I actually took was 4-ACO DMT, which mm -hmm. I'm sure you know for the users, though, it's a synthetic version of psilocybin and mm -hmm. psilocybin being the psychoactive ingredient inside of magic mushrooms or one of the varieties of mushrooms. So for me, I was like, bro, I was so scared because <laughs> that was my whole life. That's why I manifested yeah. everything because I was yeah. living in fear, lack, not being enough. I didn't mm -hmm. know any of this at the time. And so that was my first, I went, I went to the Island. We ended up going on the plant, uh, taking the plant medicine journey. And literally it was March 20th, 2019 full moon ceremony. It all happened randomly. <laughs> and um, it, those five hours, first off wrecked the last two years of my wrecked the last two years of my life, yeah. but literally transformed everything about the way of being. And I have never in my entire life been more happy more at peace, more fulfilled, more on purpose, and more passionate, intimate, just about being alive in literally every moment, which I know to a lot of people sounds cliche mm. than I am right now sitting here with this podcast with you. And it all started with something that I didn't even trust. And it was in that moment that with that plant medicine journey that my whole life changed. And I, I mean, I, I if I'd sat here and thought about it for a second, bro, I would literally just, I would probably start bawling because it's just so overwhelmingly moving to me, the absolute epitome of what it is to release, to surrender, to let go. Now it took two years for me to be able to sit here and say that because yes. the last two years, bro, were like, I don't know what everybody thinks spiritual awakening is, but dude, like it was dark. It hurt the whole way. It hurt, dude, mm. but I never would have gotten through it with plant medicine. I had a couple more ceremonies with different medicines since then, but that's how the whole thing started. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the world far and wide. I wanted to take a second as you're listening to this three-part series on conscious cannabis consumption to share with you an amazing new opportunity we have for each of you. On May 16th, our waitlist opens up for our next enrollment period of the Conscious Cannabis Collective, and we have some awesome bonuses that you'll want to hear about. To find out more info and to prepare to join the waitlist when it opens up on the 16th, head down to the link in the show notes and check it out today. Now back to the show. That's beautiful, man. And you know, a download that I just got, and I love going uh, deep on this show. Let's go. We were yeah. talking about it beforehand, but like, mm -hmm. 
you know, I see you were saying that like, you know, that experience was what, you know, really catalysted, right? But then the next two years of you going through your stuff and and really what I heard yeah. is integrating, right? Like the integration period. Yep. That's, that's what's exactly been allowed, what it was. Yeah. That's what's allowed you to actually be here. And the analogy I got to lead over the relationship thing that we were talking about with cannabis, right? Is that like, you know, in a way, the actual PEAK peak experience of like using psilocybin connecting with a plant teacher is kind of like the orgasm part of sex, right? But if you take yeah. out all the other aspects that get you to that end point, right? They're all the integration part, right? So yeah. Yeah. Like romance, the connection, everything like that, right. that's the integration, which is challenging, right? Mm. The mm. the orgasm mm. is usually pretty easy, right? Like, and yeah, 100%. In the sense that like plant medicine, yeah, because they can be extremely challenging, uh, but they're a very yeah. small amount of time, you know, like you're not yeah. there for months, you know, if everything goes properly. Yeah. No, no. And I love that. And, and the thing I always tell people that, you know, you know, come to either my retreats, cause we, you know, we integrate plant medicine at these retreats to different, very various degrees. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, the thing I tell people is I'm like, look, it's, it's like anything else. You don't know what you don't know. Mm. Like when I started a business, I invested in business masterminds because I wanted to collapse time and learn how to make make it more successful faster because you just don't know what you don't know. And yes. what I learned about psychedelics was that one is I learned what ego was mm -hmm. on that journey that I went to. It was like the creator said time out. And I don't know who has ever played Mario brothers three, but you know, the map <laughs> on Mario brothers three, how you yes. go zip and you like, you, you go zip around. <laughs> yes. What I describe it to people as, is I was like, it was like, first off the first hour, I thought I was going to die. I laid in a, in a chair. It was this most beautiful outdoor resort. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to die. I was so heavy. I know now though, that was literally my soul feeling the weight of the ego that I have created in this avatar so much so that I literally couldn't for an hour, couldn't even peel myself out. I was so dredged in fear and terror that I was dying. But anyways, when I finally got up, it was like the creator pushed time out, like, like the about game. And I was like, zoomed out to the main menu. <laughs> and I was, I'll never forget you. I was standing in, in, in front of the resort looking, it was just a very little place. But a gorgeous outdoor place, you know, all these uh, cabanas that are up high on stilts and like whatever, whatever. And I'll never forget, dude, I was God and I was me at the exact same time. And there was no separation. I can't really explain it in this dimension because it doesn't make any sense. I was like the perception of God and I was the perception of me. I was my higher self and my ego self together at once simultaneously, like, and it made sense. And it just walked me through what my, my journey is, which is which was the long story short was none of this matters. None of this is real. The only thing that really matters is love. And you're here to be playful, Marshall. And that was like the download I originally got. Now, why that was important is because I didn't see a bunch of crazy visuals, but what it did for me is it one dissolved the ego to the point where I realized, oh my God, none of this bullshit that we've made up man constructed really matters. And what really matters is love. And then what I integrated, Ryan, it's interesting you said is that I didn't know what that meant. But all of a sudden, I came out of it feeling like I needed to be more connected to nature. Now, I remember at the time, I'm Mr. Bougie, living downtown San Diego, <laughs> uh, traveling, doing all the luxury stuff, proving how I'm not a farm kid anymore, right? Yeah. I didn't know I was doing that. And so all of a sudden, I, I, I go, oh, my God, I feel like I'm supposed to move to the mountains, mm. which I'm like, is the most dumbest thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life, okay? <laughs> Dumb. And so I'm like, that's what my ego says, right? Immediately. And so... Again, I feel like I'm sick and I've never, I don't know because I never went to the doctor. I don't know what was wrong with me, but it could have been an ulcer. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Lots of things. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, I don't know what it was. It was God just giving me an opportunity to, be, to really know myself. And so anyways, uh, I have this pain. Uh, I decided I'm going to heal it with plants. And so I dive in all or nothing. Like I just talked about on our show about being all or nothing when it comes to addiction. You don't even realize it because mm -hmm. I wasn't even allowing there to be a gray area. 
Well, I did at the time I couldn't. So all of a sudden I get this download from the universe that nothing matters besides love and that we're all connected. Everything is one. Now I want to stay on top of what I'm saying about, about healing, but I do want to say one thing that's interesting that we can get into later is that at the end of my journey, I sat down and it's like, I I'm, I'm telling you, Ryan, it's as certain as the sun. I can see the sun in the sky right now. I realized that I had done this before, meaning I had done this, these lives many times. Mm. And what I, what I realized, what I remember at the time is that in my last life, I was on the, on the brink of some kind of power and somewhere my ego got uh, messed up and I was murdered. And this is where it happened. And I was uh, like, I, I did again, I didn't like try to make that up, dude. Like I, that was a download. So anyways, we'll put that over there for now. Yes. So I come back from Thailand. I realized that I, I Marshall Gillen did, did die over there and that there's, that there's healing ca- capabilities of plants. And so I started getting into a all plant diet, mm-hmm. which then I, I, the more I read led me back to what I had already created as taboo in my head, which was the plant medicine. It was like, I didn't even honor it. I was yes. like, I, I was so, there's such a, a cognitive dissonance that even though I knew and felt what it did to me, I still wasn't giving it the real like weight that I know now I, well, it had to happen this way, but that I could have. And yes. so I spent the next, the next couple of months just building a relationship with plants in general, eventually got back into, um, wow, plant medicine can help sat with mother Aya. Mm. Uh, and then, um, after that, I hadn't gone back in literally until about, I don't know, dude, like 16 days ago. I just, <laughs> I just used like plant medicine again for the first team, first time, like 16 days ago, because I, I've had all the opportunity to use the medicine. I just, I'm not ready to go back in. Yeah. Like I could feel I'm not ready. And then yeah. all of a sudden, like like 12 days ago, I got this download that I was supposed to go on a three-day vision quest. So I fasted and on day three and I used the medicine and um I got it and I got the blueprint for what's up. But um oh, so yeah, dude, it's it's been a wild journey, dude. But it all started with that beautiful little connection to to what is because again, it's not you don't know what you don't know. Yes. I'm going to be moving to Columbia next month because I want to stay with the shamans and I really want to study and be with the medicine. I want to learn that. And so that's just going to be a section of my time. But the point being is, is that not everybody has to go this hard. There are people who are, are going to be using medicines more often than not. But, mm-hmm. but if you're listening to this and you're wondering if it's right for you, or you've heard how it can handle, cause I suffered from PTSD. Uh, I was also like in the Las Vegas shooting, which was another crazy thing, right? Like wow. all these crazy things throughout the, throughout my life that plant medicine gave me an opportunity to heal. I don't want to mess this up. So please correct me because I'm sure you are way much more familiar, but each, as we know, each medicine has a different profile of what, it, of how it works. Mm-hmm. So, you know, marijuana is like, she, you know, Mary, you know, she works in the shadows. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she will take away willingness, you know what I'm saying? But yes. she makes everything okay, no matter what it is. Yes. But, and that's right. But, you know, ayahuasca works in the light where she's not going to make you do anything, but she's going to bring every single thing to light, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like the psilocybin though was the, was really truly just the dissolution of ego, which mm-hmm. again, just, it was a, a lifting of the veil. It wasn't anything like Mother Aya. And so it's like, if you're listening to this, I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't. Uh, you should go to a state where it's legal and you should be of age to do it, give your chance to sell yourself to develop. But point being is that if you've ever suffered for any of these mental illnesses or mental health issues that people like me, I have, and Ryan, I'm sure that you probably mm-hmm. have gone through your, your struggles too. Yes. Plant medicine is really a brand new thing that I, I wish that more people knew about. And so the fact that you're doing this podcast and that you've allowed me to come on here and share this story is amazing, but just in general, the space that you're creating for everybody, because it has been such a taboo subject for so long. It has been such a lifting space for so long, but it has this, this infinite, I, I'm convinced. I'm like, dude, if we just gave, which I'm not political at all, 
Yeah. But I'm like, if you just gave all the politicians in the world these like a dose of psilocybin, like three yes. grams, like <laughs> it would be good, man. We would everybody would be chilled out, bro. <laughs> it would be uh, I would be like it would be awesome. And so for me, psychedelics just created that space. I got to go there, I looked around, I'm like, oh, now I know. And I hadn't felt the need to go back in, you know. And so to people that are listening, it's like that's it. It just it just made the space where I was able to have a little bit more awareness and go, oh, all that exists. And then I've been spending my time trying to get back there through breath work and cold therapy and meditation and visualization, which, you know, I haven't found quite the experience yet, but um, I know I'll get there with practice. And so it is what it is, man. You know, you brought up so many good things there and you perfectly described what I believe a responsible conscious plant medicine use is. And what that is, is really being able to know when you're desiring that plant mm. medicine versus when it's yeah. a calling, right? Because yeah. desire mm. resonates much uh. lower on David Hawkins scale, right? And that scale I use yes. for a lot of different stuff. Whereas a calling, Everything. yeah, a calling is up around 450, 500, right? And, yeah. Yeah. and when you're called to something, it's really, it's, it's something deeper than your ego, mm. right? Because the ego, yeah. the way I, the way I think about the ego is it's really just like a little tiny pinky nail, in terms yeah. of like what you fully are, right? Yeah. And your higher yeah. self, yeah. Uh, your soul, right. whatever you want to call it, right? And so right. it's fun, right? I want to take care of my pinky nail, of course, right? But yeah. am I going to take care right. of my pinky nail despite my heart? Yeah. No, of course not, yeah. right? 100%. And so, yeah. And so that's why like being able to answer these calls and have, yeah. the, have the process to understand in yourself, like what, uh, mm. where the energy is coming from and what the intention is right. behind it. That is responsible use. You know, I mean, that is, yeah. that is becoming conscious and you can use that for anything. Right. Think about like yeah. food, right? Do I need this food right now at 10 PM? Right now, 100%. sometimes you might decide, do I need it? No, but you know what? I'm, I'm willing to pay the consequences for enjoying yeah. myself. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah. You're a sovereign being. You can do that. Right. We are the creator. Yeah. And so I love what you just described there because it was a perfect, you know, really step-by-step -step process on how yeah. you interact with plant medicines and why you use them when you use them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, do I, I, I appreciate you recognizing that. Let's take yeah. it a step even deeper than that because I didn't, I, I failed, I failed, which is how I learned mm. because it's, it's interesting, you know, the way, and I love that. I love the pinky nail, you know, yeah. uh, that's such a great analogy. One of the ways I always think of ego is I'm like, look, whether there's a space or no space, universe or no or universe, globe or flat earth, like it doesn't matter if it's simulation, it doesn't matter whatever it is. I'm like, the suit that we need to play in this game in this dimension is this body. It's this avatar and our ego. I always, I always say our ego is just our avatar. It's the, mm -hmm. it's what keeps us alive in the game, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when we can understand that that's its only job and, and that everything it does to limit you is only from a place of scarcity and, and, and lack, and we can overcome that through subconscious reprogramming, which is a gajillion different ways to do, that's when we start to be able to, to take control of our life and be able to manifest it. And so I didn't know this though, because after I had that ceremony, I then got onto all plant medicine. And I was like, Oh, mother Aya. And I desired a change. So check this mm. out, dude. I went and found a, um, a, a ceremony. I was already vegan for a long time at that point. So I was good and cleansed. It was during Ramadan. So I like dry fasted for whatever days. Um, and I was like ready, dude. And I was talking about it and I was watching all the videos and I was building it up and I just knew, dude, I was like, this, this is, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the moment. Like, I know I'm going to go get, get what I'm looking for, you know? And I was building content around it. And I went and sat with mother Aya, um, me, my buddy, who I also, who took me to the original ceremony in Thailand. And then there was probably like 12 other people that night and, um, everybody went in and I took two, two doses and nothing happened. 
And I remember after that, that, that morning I woke up, you know, my buddy's telling me he had this life-changing event and I was so angry, dude. Like I was so, I was so angry because I felt cheated. He was telling me about his experience and we sat, you know, and integrated everything. And people were telling me about their experiences. And I felt so mad. And I, and again, I didn't know at the time, but my subconscious programming, the loop is running, which is, it doesn't matter what you do, Marshall, you're always going to be a worthless loser. Mm-hmm. But I, I, so I couldn't, I couldn't feel it again. So my ego drove me to the plant medicine and we know Ryan that, and most of our listeners know that um, the plant will take you where you need to go. It yes. always, it's not yes. going to give you any more than you, you need. And yes. what mother Aya told me, what I can look, what I integrated over the last, you know, two years, year and a half now, since then is, um, there's nothing externally that can fulfill me. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that's what she brought to light. I didn't go in because she was telling me, yo, Marshall, there's no, there is nothing left for you out here in this realm that there's nothing else, dude, you've done everything. There's no plant medicine. There's nothing. And so about two months after that, dude, I burnt down my business top paid speaker. I broke up with my girlfriend of five years. I got rid of uh, uh, everything I owned. I got rid of the condo um, and I moved uh, to the middle of nowhere, literally. And so I literally been sitting in silence. And and, uh, again, not everybody can do that, but that's why people like you and I have invested the time, the energy, uh, the actual experience. So we can shorten and help people through that journey. But it's like, um, I've been doing the work for two years, this dark, painful shadow work. And eventually, like I said, I wasn't trying to dude. I've been feeling pretty happily. I was just out in the back country, Montana, probably like a hundred miles out. There's no, nothing out there, you know, and this is a very sacred space as far as the Blackfoot tribe, native American tribe, and a lot of the practices here. And so I'm standing out here. Like, again, I said my two weeks ago, and I'm standing next to this stream and it's the sun shining, there's long grass flowing, like the mountains are there. And all of a sudden I got this feeling just to sit down. I was like, I just, I don't want to leave here. I couldn't. I, and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I'm supposed to do a vision quest here. So I fasted for three days, drove back out there, uh, sat, well, I was there for three days, fasted for three days. It was, I'd never had an experience like that. Mm. just being alone. And I've, I, I fast anyways, usually about eight, 18 hours a day. I'll yeah. do a 72 hour fast every two or three months. But, um, but I never, I had never done it with such intention mm. and I'd had the medicine I'd had the, the mushrooms, the psilocybin mushrooms for a while. And, um, it just took me, I don't know why dude. I, I just, I, I had seven grams of them. So I took them, <laughs> but I, I didn't go in like I thought I would. Yeah. And instead, it, again, it, it met me right where I was at. And because I've cultivated such a peaceful and content and gentle approach to life, this newfound self-love and self-care that I've, I've dedicated and committed my life to over the last two years of being here in Montana in the middle of nowhere. Mm. That's where the plant medicine met, met me. So it was a very interesting new feeling from where I was in 2019, which I was met with such fear, which it was, she was still graceful, yeah. but it, to where it was now where I thought it was going to come in like a storm. And it was like, yo, what's up, bro? So, Hey, yeah. like, let's take a walk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And, um, it, it was short seven grams and it was, it was like, it only lasts like 90 minutes, man. Wow. And, um, I, I, yes. And I came out with this absolute crystal clarity of exactly why I, re, why I reincarnated here, why I chose this avatar mm. and the whole experience. And so again, um, I, I, I'm for all intents and purposes, a normal dude, normal Western society kind of guy. And, and it completely changed my life. And it gave me the permission 
to step into the energy medicine, the healer role that I came here to fulfill, but that I judged so hard because Western culture made me feel like that's too feminine. That's not cool. You can't make money doing that. Uh, you're going to waste your life on some hippy dippy bullshit, like all this stupid ass limitations. When really it's like, I was telling you on my podcast, I fly high level high earning entrepreneurs out to Montana, they come to this retreat for four days and all of a sudden they go home and they're like, you know, <laughs> they're in the middle of the city, make face talking to trees. And I, and I don't mean that to over-exaggerate, like literally, Ryan, you know, like when you tap into that power, which everybody does it different, but it looks like you and I do it the same way, bro. Yes. We've mastered our pro reprogram our subconscious mind through disciplining our body, the yes. tangible result, which then, which then transcends that. And it leads to overall health because it becomes a way of life. You know, people look at my life now, how I'm living in the cabin in the mountains. And I work, I work like literally like <laughs> 90 minutes a day, dude, you know, yeah. close to 15, 15K deal today. And it's not about money. And I'm not trying to, like, but it's like, I make money because I have structure and containers, sacred containers that I've now honored. Instead of trying to do everything and build this massive business, I just got really clear on one thing. And I've created these little sacred containers in all areas of my life. And I look at life with so much more intention, which helps me be so much more present, which allows me to be so much more fulfilled in every moment of my life. And so it, for listeners who may be disconnected a little bit, I want to say like, dude, it didn't start off like this. At first off, it started with walking into my, my condo, telling my girlfriend of five years, hey, babe, we can't do this anymore. Like, we can't heal in this relationship. You know how painful that it didn't, oh. it didn't look like me big pimping in Montana and my ice bath, you know, soaking <laughs> up the rays. Like, oh, okay, great. Marshall out there living the life. No, yeah. it didn't look like that. It looked like living in my grandparents who are now passed away, their abandoned, dilapidated house in Illinois in the middle of nowhere because I had nowhere else to go for two and a half months when I first left. Uh, questioning my ego, questioning the uh, Marshall Gillen, the international award-winning speaker, now broke, busted, living in poverty in this, but, but like, that's what it looked like. It wasn't yeah. all this crazy things that you look at Ryan and I now, like when I look at Ryan's page, I it, it, Instagram page, it brings me such joy and pleasure because I'm on that frequency with him. But yes. if you would have, if I would have seen this frequency, even six months ago, I would be like, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> like, and I wouldn't have really, been, I wouldn't have, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have really been like that, yeah, yeah. but there was part of my ego on him. That still would have felt like, God, why? can't I live like that? Yes. And it was because I yes. never stopped and did the work. But again, yes. I couldn't have known. I couldn't have had the space for it if it wasn't for the medicine, yeah. which I'm just so incredibly grateful. And so now, and now it's weird for me to say, but it's like, and I shouldn't say weird. It's such a, that's so disrespectful. I got it. It's a lazy vocabulary. It's very, it makes me very uncomfortable to say it in my, in my ego, but now it's like, I'm, I'm I want to dedicate my life. I am dedicating my life to shamanism. It's yes. out of everything I've studied over the last years. I mean, Buddhism and Taoism and, and native Americans and Japanese, Chinese and African, and like all of this, which is all for me was uh, circled around being some type of a warrior, but these different ideas and beliefs, and I've always connected with all of them, but there's just something about, the way the sacred way of a shaman. And so all this has led me to my purpose, which is like, dude, I'm just here to make medicine. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds really I, like I've been, I've been running that line. Cause like I get hit on Facebook and Instagram all the time. You know, it's like running a business. Hey, what do you do? Hey, Ryan, what do you do? And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oh, yeah. well, I'm like, I'm being pretty happy today. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I make medicine and you know, and, and I know, cause I used to coach it. Like they don't know that I've invested more than them, that I've made yes. more money than that. And that's not a flex, nothing. But most of the people in scarcity mindset, they're working like that. They, you know, and so they come right in. What do you do? And I'm like, I yes. make medicine. And to most people, it sounds like, okay, you hippie, like yeah. you make medicine. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, man. 
but I, I have because of plant medicine and because of the shadow work, it's allowed me the space to be able to stand up boldly and claim what it is that I want to do, which is I want to heal people, man. I want to, I want to work with energy medicine and I don't think that's weird. And I don't want anybody to have to believe anything they don't want to believe, but I want to believe in what I want to be. And instead of living in fear after 36 years, I went on that medicine journey. And finally the, the source through that tool, which was that psilocybin mushroom, this past, whatever, two weeks ago, source goes, okay, yeah, your passage is granted. You've completed this level. Mm-hmm. next level. And mm-hmm. so tell me why now all of a sudden we're closing more business deals than ever. Um, <laughs> I just got, somebody just reached out to me to come speak at another, like these speaking opportunities are coming up, being on this podcast. I was like, yo, you want to be on mine? And you're like, yeah. You. And so again, to everybody that's listening, you know, I, I'm a, I nerd out over law of attraction, like all the laws, all the universal laws of vibration, law of oneness, you know, cause and effect, everything. But I, I, I nerd out of law of attraction because it's so simple. And we, you and I know about quantum mechanics. It's not even that hard to understand. It's just, it's a couple simple studies that prove basically that thoughts become things, but really thoughts create emotions and feelings create a vibration and the vibration tunes into an infinite frequency. Like we understand that. Mm-hmm. And so for people that might be listening to the show and they're wondering why plant medicine might be right for them, because if you want to be able to truly live your life, like it's a dream and create your reality on purpose and with intention, you'll never be able to do that from a, a space of woundedness, whether it's your wounded masculine or your wounded feminist. And a lot of people, you can't, you don't know what you don't know. And like in coaching space, Ryan, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but we talk about people being in a jar. Oftentimes it's like they're in a jar with a lid on and mm-hmm. there's a label on the outside of the jar, but you can't see the label when you're on the inside of the jar. You got, you need somebody yes. to come take the jar, the lid off so you can see you go, oh, that's the label. And that's what plant medicine has done for me. And so for those of you who may be listening to this, it's like, yo, I cannot tell you enough, man, like go do your healing, whatever that means to you, because once you are able to heal the subconscious programming, that's where we manifest from. That's the part of our avatar that connects with source energy that allows us to manifest things we want, but you can't tap into the meaning of it and the purpose of it and the fulfillment of it. If you don't heal and you need, no, nope. but you might want to explore, you might want to explore some plant medicine to get you there. Yes. You know, I agree with everything you just said. And I had so many downloads pop up. I was writing them down. Yeah. Probably somebody scribbling. Uh, yeah, please. Yeah. I'm know? sorry. I just got, I get going. I oh, dude, please. I mean, you are in very good company. Everyone who's listening to the show, who knows me personally is laughing right now, probably thinking, oh, Marshall cares if Ryan, I mean, uh, Marshall thinks Ryan cares if he talks too much. Like, trust me, I, I talk so much and I really appreciate people who can talk because it's, it's really like, I'm so excited about life and I can see that in you. And that Thanks. to me is the most <laughs> charging thing, right? When you talk about a battery charger, something that yeah. charges me more than anything is someone who has a passion for living, right? Yes. And so yes. your, your, your conversation, man, is incredible. Yeah. And so I really want to commend you on that, first of all, you know, I appreciate it. I love having guests yeah. on that can talk a lot and can really like talk about what they love, you know, and what they're passionate well, do. about. Well, we seek is seeking us, right? Rumi. Yes. Like, so yes. it's, uh, it's, it's, th- I think that that was the biggest thing, dude. And, and not to switch subjects, but as far as the spiritual awakening goes, the biggest lesson for me was understand, was really truly finally believing that our external reality is literally, this is not, I, I, for anybody that thinks that I may be mistakenly using the word literal, I'm saying literally <laughs> is a direct reflection of your thoughts and feelings. And when you realize that, when you accept that rather, you know, cause it's like, well, how can everybody, how can there be other people? And how, da, da, da. it's like, dude, we're all playing on the same grid, but yes, it's 
if we're all having the art, it's we're all each other having a different experience. But anyways, when I realized that that was the game changer, because then everything that used to trigger me, even though, even though it did trigger me, I was able to stop and go, okay, where else in my life am I being triggered like this? And, and when's the first time I actually remember being triggered like that? And what was the story I tell myself for that trigger? And then I change the story. And that's how we obviously reprogram. But when I, I can't stress enough for the listeners, like when you get to a point when you, when, and nobody wants to, most of them don't want to do it because it assumes that they're wrong or they messed up. But when you get to a point when you can really take full ownership over everything that happens and understand that you're not in charge of any of it, like you're not in charge of any of it. You're literally just experiencing. And we could talk about manifestation and destiny and fate and all that, but there's really, there. that's the paradox, right, Ryan? Like yeah. you're fully in control, but once you get full control and what you're actually fully, fully in control of is realizing that you have absolutely no fucking control at all. Yes. <laughs> and it's this very, it's this weird balance of, of riding that flow between chaos and certainty. And um, I can't stress enough. If you can get to a point where you accept that your reality is a mirror, it's a hack to the game because yes. it's the cheat code is right in front of you every single day. Oh shit, I'm getting mad. Well, where else do I get mad? Well, I know according to the Hawkins scale that when I'm mad, it's a low vibration. And Marshall and Ryan were talking that vibration is what communicates with infinite frequency or infinite possibilities in the universe. So if I want to tune into a better frequency, then I need to get a better vibration. Mm -hmm. And so once you know that and you can hack the system, it's just like, it's a game. And then how can you not, well, the big part I'm leaving out for me is that I had to conquer my fear of death. And that's a whole nother conversation. But once I got over death and I was able to ex- realize there's never any time, but right now, and I am fully in control when I let go, then I, it, it's really like a game. Like the whole thing is a game, dude. And I know that you know what I'm talking about, but it's 100%. like, well, how can you not find joy in that? Even when I'm cre- like, even if I'm all sad, like I was just crying the other day about, Oh, I don't know why. Um, I, a song came on that just put me in an old state. And instead mm. of, what I used to do, which is just why, why would I cry right now at three o'clock in the afternoon on a sunny day and hold it in and just dismissing it. I just let it flow out. And so I'm bawling, right? I, I mean, it's like a deep one too, a gross one, but like an ugly one, you know, and I'm in my Jeep and I'm like, <laughs> I'm bawling, right? And um, the reason I say this is because understanding that just because I'm in love with life doesn't mean I'm always going to feel happy. Yes. Okay. Being alone. Live means getting to experience a full spectrum of emotions, not just a select few. That'd be like going outside and saying, Oh, I only want to see green and red. All the other color spectrum be gone. Yeah. Like that's silly. You yeah. want to do that. And so when I realized everything is a mirror of my internal thoughts and feelings, and then I realized that when I showed up in the state of being able to create from a place of, you know, of, of not being hurt, you know, I was able to vibe uh, higher, dude. It just changed everything, you know? And so, yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because Joseph Campbell says bliss is any emotion felt all the way through, right? One of the biggest aha moments I had in the last year was realizing that sadness, grief, any of these emotions that are quote unquote distasteful are actually bliss, right? Like that's what what I was talking about when we were on your podcast about my journey with cannabis when I was in Vegas and I had that emotion where I really felt sadness. It was bliss because all of a sudden I started realizing, oh my God, I'm feeling and that's flowing, right? Just the same way. That's flow. Exactly. You know, as long as the water's flowing and moving, you're going to be okay, you know, but when it stops, you know, the water gets anaerobic uh, or rather like the conditions get anaerobic bacteria, yeah. mosquitoes, all that stuff start breeding, you know, yeah, it gets stagnant and gross. Well, exactly. dude, it's, it's, it's like, and that's the thing is like, you know, one practice that I risk changed my life and I don't even have to think about it now because I just do it. 
But um, when I was in Thailand, right after that ceremony, I started doing this exercise of playing the conscious observer. Mm. So for, for the listeners, and you probably are familiar with this, but yes. for the listeners, what I started doing is first off, when I closed my eyes, I would try to picture me. So like, let's say that I'm sitting here right now in his Jeep with Ryan. I close my eyes. And what I'm doing is I'm right now, I'm literally picturing what Ryan sees. Like I'm picturing how I look, I'm looking at Marshall right now. And I started to perfect that. And then over time, I'd be like sitting in the cafe and I'd look out across the street and I'd see a truck and I'd close my eyes and I'd be like, what is that guy? What is that? What does that guy see from his point of view? And I started to master the skill. I mean, anywhere I'd be sitting here looking at Ryan and be like, oh, okay, what's Ryan? Oh, okay. I see his setup. I see his room. He's sitting in his little thing. He's looking at his, like, okay. And I know this is far removed for a lot of people, but the reason this is so important is because once I mastered that skill, I was really able to master one foot in the spiritual realm with one foot in the physical realm. Mm. Meaning that when I'm in my car and I'm bawling, my ego suit, Marshall, the avatar that gets to that I have to be to play the game, he's bawling. But my higher self is up there at the top, looking down at Marshall, going, "Damn, bro, you're really living. Keep it up. <laughs> Feel it all. Right? Yes, exactly. And yes. understanding that does allow me now to flow. If I'm moved by something, I don't deny it anymore. Whether it's even anger, because again, now anger does not create is not always going to be a resourceful emotion. And rarely do we want to be operating from a place of anger, but at how I vibrate now, if there gets to a point when anger comes up, one is I, I, I don't deny it. I doesn't mean I act on it and punch something. It's like, I feel it. I don't go, I don't try to go. Nope. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, oh yeah. man, I'm angry. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I want to be angry? I'm like, no, I don't. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I'm like, okay. Marshall. And then I reset. But the point of it is that when you're able to live in both of those things, when you practice understanding that your reality is a mirror and you're able to live from a point where you're that conscious observer, your higher self and your ego self, it becomes a game. Like mm -hmm. I talk to myself all the time, but not like in a weird way, like people, I think underestimate when they're trying to heal trauma, the power of talking to yourself, because we're great at giving advice and lifting other people up, but really to ourselves. So like, I just went through a bad experience where the girl I was dating broke up with me. She was cheating on me basically. Right. And so, um, just the other day I was driving somewhere. I saw a truck that reminded me of hers. And the first thought I was like, Oh, fuck her. And then I was like talking to myself out loud. I'm like, Nope. I, I said, bro, no. And I'm talking, literally talking out loud. I'm like, Nope, bro. Is that the energy that we want to create? Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. And I'm like, okay, then well, I want you to reframe that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry that I allowed myself to be hurt, Marshall, like, or whatever, whatever. And I'm sending you blessings. And it sounds weird to people, but there's a quantum entanglement that what you think and feel about somebody else, they're going to think and feel back to you, which just is a reverberation, which is going to cause you more pain and strife in your reality. Yes. And so um, I don't even know where I was going, but the conscious observer and the, and understand everything's the mirror uh, is game changer. It's the ultimate hack. And, and, you know, that's why you just perfectly summed up why forgiveness is a gift to yourself, right? Because you're freeing yourself from the strains and the chains that are going to be roped in, right? And, and one of the things that I feel really challenges a lot of people, right, is as we've moved farther and farther into the left brain as a species, right, over the last couple thousand years from right brain dominance mm -hmm. into left brain dominance, we've begun only believing in what we see. But the challenge is that we only see 4% of visible reality, right? So that whole, I'll right. believe it when I see it saying it's like, sure, if you only want to see 4% of what's actually going on. And a lot of things are more qualitative in nature, right? So like, for instance, mm. you know, 
I imagine you've loved someone in your life, but you couldn't show me in a mathematical formula how much you love them, right? But everyone realizes yeah. that that inability to measure it does not mean it does not exist, right? And so right. that's a lot right. of like what we're talking about here is getting more in touch with like, hey, what if I were to tell you that love's not the only thing you can't measure that actually exists, right? It's like that opens up a whole yeah. wormhole and it's challenging. And that's what I feel plant medicines can help so much with because we're left-brained and because we've been led to believe that life is only what you can see and what you can measure yes. on a scale. What happens yeah. is that when you when someone interacts with plant medicines, they go, oh, I'm seeing hallucinations, right? But really what's actually happening is their consciousness, which is a psychic substance, is being filtered down and they're seeing what's actually all around them all the time, but maybe is not 100%. useful for survival, right? And so 100%. It's, it, all of that has a, a purpose, right? Like filtering out reality has a purpose, but also yeah. what you were saying too about the, the big mushroom trip you just had, right? How it didn't last that long. What that shows me and what I've experienced as I've continued to do psychedelics and more importantly, do the absolute like best at integrating between is that very similar to how Ramdas talks about with the prophets he went to go see in India or the gurus, whatever he called them, you know, they would take plant medicines like LSD or whatever, and their reality wouldn't change because they're already living there. Right. So right. What, what you're really seeing, like I actually, I just got this download that really the more plant medicines work, it's actually like mm. the more you have to go, but the less they work, it's actually like, Oh, you're doing good. Like they didn't really yeah. change the reality yeah. that much, you know? So I just yeah. got that download. That was cool. I, I, I love that. And you're, you're right. And it's like Alan Watts says, like, if you don't, if you don't know what you want, it's because either one, you already have it or two, it's impossible to know. It's mm -hmm. like, how can a fire burn itself or water make itself wet? Like how can knowingness <laughs> know itself? And so a lot of people struggle with that and you're right. And for plant medicine, again, with the dissolute, like dissolving the ego, like now all these things that are right in front of our face, like actual science, right mm -hmm. now became believable because more than an awakening, it was a remembering the plant medicine allowed me to remember something that I seemed so familiar that I just was drawn to. And the mm -hmm. more I started to learn, I was like, holy shit, how come everybody doesn't know about this? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I think that's what the coolest thing about it is it allowed me to start to believe like you're talking about 4%, you know, and we kind of skimmed over that. But for people who don't know what you're talking about is this ele electromagnetic, um, uh, like graph or grid. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to missing the wrong term because like uh, I want them to be able to Spectrum. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. EM, yeah. uh, EM spectrum. If you guys Google EM spectrum and go to images, a bunch of graphs will come up. And we all know that the universe is just energy and it's mm -hmm. an energy is just a frequency. It's just, it's just a frequency. And so what this graph will show you because science has proven it is that everything that we experience in this reality is a frequency. And this graph will show you the densest frequency to the least dense frequency. And what the graph will show you is that in the very, very middle, 4% of the little tiny graph <laughs> but that makes up visual, visual sight of frequency. So that means that 96% of every single thing that is of all the energy that's taking place in your experience, you do, you're, you're completely impervious. You don't, you have no idea. You have yeah, zero idea that's even happening. Yeah. And so again, I, if you would have told me that before the plant medicine, I've been like, whatever, bro, you can't, you can't prove that, but you take the plant medicine. You're like, Oh, I know that. Like, I just get it, you know? And so I think it's super important for people to understand, you know, that that's again, to have the best experience. This is your, I, I the reference I make in a lot of my classes is music. Like if you go to a town square and there's a big festival going on and in the middle of it, there's somebody that's just playing a violin. And I mean, it's like the most beautiful music you've ever heard. Like it draws you over there. Like there, there's a tool 
that's creating an energy of vibration that's creating a frequency that literally impacts me physically and draws me over there. I'm like, mm. oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And the sun is shining just right. And my sweetie pie is right next to me. And my belly is just the right amount full. And, and the mood is right. And I just literally feel like it's a dream. Okay. Now that is really what reality can be like. However, if that violin is not tuned right or the string sucks or the person that's playing it doesn't know how to play the instrument, all of a sudden now you're like, oh, like, babe, let's get out of here. Like, that shit's hurt my ears. Like, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that person. I don't judge the musician, but that shit's hurt yeah. my ears. Like, let's just, keep, let's just keep going. Yeah, yeah. That is how your body is. If you can master your body and your breath, you are mastering the, your instrument. And to be able to, ma- I think the, the, the real focus for me, the intention in life is being able to master the moment. Accepting that the future is not real and the present or the past doesn't exist. The, the, the purpose of life is not in the future. And so for me to be able to master my instrument, which is my body and my breath, mind, body, soul, which is my breath, right? Our, our mm-hmm. uh, prana, our, our life force. Um, for me to be able to master the avatar, the tool has allowed me now to be standing in the square, playing the most beautiful music I can as consistently as possible. And because I'm able to do that, all the things I visualize and all the other practices, they, they go into effect. And all these things that I want are drawn into me. Like if you're, if you hate violin, I'm not trying to draw you in. If you love violin, be like, you are not going to be able to like say my serenade is it's going to get you. And that's exactly how life is. You are the, you are the creator and the creation. You're the violinist and the violin. And so when you can realize that everything that Ryan and I talk about, whether you, whether you use plant medicine or you go see a psychiatrist or you do call Wim Hof or whatever, it's all just medicine that you can choose from that a feeling in your gut that you know is right for you and you choose this medicine so you can help heal this past trauma. Because once you heal the trauma, you can consistently vibrate at a frequency that draws those people into you. And then they're throwing tips in your jar and they're taking <laughs> pictures and they're posting you. And now record labels are reaching out and like, yes. but people don't believe that that can happen because not enough people are talking about it. And the people that do talk about it are usually too far on the other side of like, everything is great. Yeah. Happy. And it's like, yeah, but life sucks sometimes. And it's not that life sucks. It sucks to the ego. But what I found is that you got to find, you got to fall in love with the contrast of life. And if you can find joy in the contrast, game over. Because it, it's just like, that's it. And then obviously make friends with death, which again is a whole nother topic. But um, yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. And I love that analogy you brought up of the music because, you know, I always have this, this, this real big thing too that I talk about, which is the best way to, to have someone understand something is to have them understand it with a direct experience, right? And I feel as though this is one of the main reasons that religion has gone amok, right? Because it went from people actually doing the experience, right? Whether that be taking mm-hmm. psilocybin mushrooms or, you know, meeting a guru, whatever. And it started writing it down. And then people forgot about the part of actually having the experience from themselves. Right. Right. And it's the same thing as if you tried to explain to someone to write down what a violin sounds like, how much would they actually know what a violin sounds like? They might be able to tell you, yeah, like they might be able to tell you like, oh, it's going to sound something like that, but they have no idea because they don't have what context to put it in, you know? And that's one of the things I always say is that life is not an observation sport. You know, you have to go experience Mm -hmm. it for yourself because really like, that's where trauma and all these things come from, right? Like 
they happen at the young age most of the time, right? At a time we we don't know what safety yeah. is or how to create in our body. Our ego hasn't exactly. developed yet. And so from there, then we start taking ourselves away from experiences for fear of something in the future happening that may or may not actually happen, right? And then this yeah. fear of direct experience can spill over into a lot of different areas of your life. And that's mm -hmm. why I think in that scenario, people can be set up really poorly to do psychedelic medicines yeah. because it is all about surrendering, right? Like, yeah. and so that's been a well, thing, yeah. That's what it helped me do was surrender. And I love that you bring that up. And, you know, for the listeners too, it's like, that, that's so important for us to realize is that, that unhealed trauma from childhood, what it caught, like when you're a kid, you don't, there's no, there's no context of time. You're not thinking about this weekend, mm -hmm. tomorrow night, even tonight, it makes no difference to you. Like you're just at the babysitters. Mm -hmm. Like you're just with mom. You're, you're just whatever. And you're like, that's it. There's no, nothing else. And so what happens when trauma happens is it causes us to move from our body to our mind. And that's when we, that's when we find when we move out of our bodies, because we're, we're trying to escape trauma. And so for our listeners, because I'm sure you, this is all stuff you probably know, brother, but it's like, mm -hmm. you, you know, our, our subconscious mind makes up like 90% of our, of our, of our brain, of, of our experience. Mm -hmm. And so what our listeners should understand is that, you know, all these things that we want and we desire, they come from the, from the frontal cortex or our conscious mind, which is like 10%. That's where want and desire comes from but it's actually manifested with the subconscious mind. And so what, you know, what I always tell people to understand is like our, our conscious mind processes about 40 bits of information per second, but our subconscious mind processes 40 million bits of information per second, a million times more. Mm -hmm. And so when we're have childhood trauma, what happens is we move from our body, which feels safe into our head, which means that we're constantly on alert because now we've been taught We've been taught it was time stamped in the moment and then stored in our cells and our D at a cellular level in our DNA that if this should arise again, we are in danger for our life. So act accordingly, whether it's fight or flight. And that's what's so great about ego is because ego's job is to assign guilt. If ego assigns you as guilty, I'm going to stay and fight. If ego assigns myself as guilty, I'm going to run. And so when people start to understand this is that why this is important is because if you never heal that trauma, every time you have any kind of stress relationship, business, job, society, whatever, you're going to automatically move from your conscious brain of want and desire of all the things I should do and how I'm going to be. I'm going to be like this from now on. And you, because it's evolution, you revert back to your subconscious mind because it can process so much information so much more quickly to keep you alive. So you literally cannot act from the front of your brain in a high stress situation. And so why this is so important is until you go back and heal that trauma, and again, there's multitudes of different ways to do it. You're always going to be in a reactive state where you're reacting to trauma that you never healed. It's just, it's just how it is. And so Ryan, I'm sure you would agree. One of the ways that I've been able to do that is through biohacking. It's why it, being in nature, because getting in cold water, for example, you know what we're doing, and I know you know this, but what we're doing, we get in cold water. There's, a, there's so many things we're doing, but one of the greatest things <laughs> so that we're many. doing, right. Is that we're creating a biological stressor through an environmental stress, but we're creating a biological stressor on our body. That's so primal that goes through our, our conscious mind into the very fucking middle. It's like, unless you're dying, it's impossible to get to this spot. And so what happens is we activate this. It's like flexing the muscle. And the more that I get in the cold water every day, when I don't want to do it, what I'm telling my body is I breathe through it. As I, as I push through it, my body's telling me, get out, get out. You're going to die. And I'm going, no, you're fine. Like relax. So now the more that I do that, it's habitual. My subconscious is reprogramming itself through meditation, through fasting, through being with nature, grounding, right? All these things. And so now when I find out that my girlfriend who I thought I was going to marry is really cheating on me, I, I process it for like 30 minutes. And I know to a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, you must not have really loved her. 
I, and I, I'm, I, it was a definitely a three, like a three or four week process, but I'm saying like, I was able to let it go in the moment. Like that's it. And then start my healing process right then. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of, instead of rooting down the motion and it's, and I, and I'll never forget, Ryan, I'd say it was like maybe 45 days ago, I was standing on my back deck and I all of a sudden wasn't upset or mad. And I was like, Oh my God, the cold baths are working. It was like <laughs> everything. But yeah. for our listeners, like that's why it's so important to, to heal this trauma, you know, to figure out what is it, where did you, where, where did it start? What is the story I want and how can we create that energy and reprogram our subconscious mind? So we're not always constantly reacting to lack or scarcity or unworthiness because it just becomes that in your experience. And then it's like, and I don't mean to talk lightly of this because I tried to attempt, I attempted my life and I've lost my best friend, many friends to, you know, attempted suicide, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, it's, it's like, what are you left with to, to, to kill yourself? And what I believe is that you're just going to go right back into the loop. Anyways, you're just going to, yep. you're going to start all from the beginning anyways. Yep. It's, and that, that is life. <laughs> like, that's all it is. Yeah. Like there's no escape to, to and until we go to whatever the next, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm like, there, there's no escape. And so you're here to do the work. And that's mm-hmm. sound defeating. I don't want anybody to hear this and be like, oh, well, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> it's like, no, man, like you're the only thing standing in your way is you, mm-hmm. which should be liberating because that means that is that you can take care of it. You know? Yes. Which yes. is why you need to subscribe to the podcast. Yes. And you need to hook up with Ryan. Yes. And you need to freaking learn about the medicine this cat's pushing <laughs> out to the society because it will change your life. Dude, this one time, psychedelics. <laughs> this one time, subscribe, you know? leave a review. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, and you know, leave a review. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's funny, man, because you you bring up something that I talk about so much, right? Which is that pain is a teacher. It's one of the most, it's, it's one of the best teachers, right? Because mm. when you have a pain, a trauma, something that's ailing mm. you, you're much less likely to let it go over like a teacher that maybe you're on Instagram and you scroll by someone making a super instructional video and you're like, ah, eh, scroll by, no dopamine kick, you know, I'm done with that. But a pain comes in and you're like, hey, like you didn't your body like what the hell's going on right and you immediately focus mm-hmm. on it then what happens is a lot of us get focused almost too much there right and that can lead to a host of other issues but you know i think that's i think that's so amazing you know that that really what you've done throughout your journey is allowed yourself to feel these things so you can move through them because really mm-hmm. what we are all doing by going through our experience and signing up and getting fully pitted on the wave, right? That is our life is that we are creating the medicine that is us, right? We are a unique 100%. set of fingerprints. Each one of us has a unique set of fingerprints that will never walk the planet again. And so I ask everyone that's listening to this right now, what can your set of fingerprints do differently than any other person that will live? ever has lived or you know has ever like manifested themselves into this reality you know what can you right because the world needs that you know especially look at the world right now that's what the world needs more than ever and so regardless of how you get there whether it's you know hey i never needed to use psychedelics i got there through meditation awesome right like terrence mckenna says when you when you answer the call or when you when you get the message hang up the phone right and and that's a lot of what i talk about too is that that's why now I do psychedelics when I'm called to them, right? When they're calling me yeah. for a specific lesson or something that I need to download. Okay, cool. I'll go right. interact with them, right? But I show them reverence. Yeah. And like we were talking about in your podcast, I allow separation to make the heart grow fonder. You yeah. know, like if, if you play a little hard to get one another, the, the relationship is so much more hot and romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and I, I love what you said too, man. And it's, um, and it's so true, dude. And it makes me think, I, I think there's a, it's a little bit of a slippery slope you know, for the listeners or the viewers who may be thinking about this, because I want them to be careful because what Western society has programmed us to believe when you say, Hey, 
Like go be unique, go do your thing automatically. I don't know about you and I could be generalizing, but for me, my brain used to all time go to like all sudden pressure. Cause I was habitual. I was used to putting pressure on myself. So I hear that. And I'm like, Oh great. Now I got to create something that's ever been created, but that's yeah. not what Ryan is saying. That's not at all what Ryan is saying. That's not what, that's not what we're suggesting. And, and, and I think the biggest thing is like, one of the things that shamanism has really brought to the, to, to my life is the non-importance, like mm. how unimportant we, we are as a, like as person. Mm-hmm. And so I don't mean that to be disrespectful to anybody, but like, you're going to die. We're all going to die. There's just yeah. absolutely nothing that we can, you can't move anywhere. You can't hide from it. Like um, it's been interesting to look at the fitness perspective, but I've looked at death has become this great teacher and advisor to me because anytime that I do feel stressed out or anxious um, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of twisted. So I've named him. I named him Donnie, Don, Donnie yeah. death. Yeah. But in, in, uh, in, in reality, like in uh, all joking aside, you know, when I'm in these stressed out moments, whatever it is, however serious it is, I'll look over and I'll be like, what's up, Donnie. <laughs> Have you tapped me yet? Am I still alive? He's like, you're still good, bro. And I say that funny, but it's like, one of the things that shamanism has taught me is how to, how to be willing to die with every single decision you make. I mean, everything you decide life because death is stalking you in every moment. It's the greatest hunter. It could be the headlights coming over the hill. It could be walking down the step. Death is stalking you. And you, most likely it's going to come sudden and unexpected. Mm-hmm. You're not, people are not planning to die. And so in Western society, we live this life like we're immortal, like we're never going to die. And so when I found a way to make a relationship with death and accept that, what I started to realize is that nothing really matters. I mean, nothing really truly matters because even if I become the most successful person ever and I build a great legacy and I do all the things, how long will people remember me for? When January 26th, 2020, when Kobe Bryant died, shook me to the core. I was like, damn, I grew up with that guy, like that, you know? Yeah. But a week later, I'm like, yeah, that sucks. Kobe died. And a hundred years from now, nobody's going to remember his name. And it's mm-hmm. not a slight against Kobe. It's just how human work, the nature goes on. And so as people, if we can, what, what Ryan is saying, when he's like, you can create whatever you want, you owe it to the world. It's like, there's that zero pressure because you're going to die. Yes. And it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's, it doesn't matter. What happens is we have eight chakras in our body. The top one being the one out this area up here at the mm-hmm. top. And what happens is once we die, all of our energy and everything that we've learned is stored in our DNA is all of the wisdom, everything from your experience gets like a zip drive, gets downloaded through the chakras and into this top eighth chakra, and it gets sent back to, to source. Mm-hmm. So when we say the way to change the world is to change yourself, literally, even if you hung out in the cabin forever and you never were around people because that's what you were called to do, you would still be affecting everything, a legacy of everything, because that information is stored because we're all one person. We're all one organism, us and the earth. And once we all remember that, we're all going to come back together as a social learning network and earth will go to another octave and we'll become a fifth density, whatever, whatever. And we'll just be one (laughs) knowing being like raw or something. And who knows when that'll happen. But I just think it's important for the listeners to understand, like, listen, what we're saying is like, I don't give a fuck what you paint. Here's a blank canvas. There's no right or wrong at all. Just put something that makes you feel amazing on the canvas. I don't care. You, I'm telling you, you can't do it wrong. And when you die, when you, when, when you, when, you know, I've made, I live every day. I think uh, Senka said it, um, live each day as a lifetime, as a full lifetime, or uh, yeah, live each day as a full life, you know, and that, it's not, you're not going to live your day, dream day every single day, but approaching life with an attitude like this could literally be the last time I ever drive to the supermarket. Yeah. Man, if I knew that I was going to pass away and again, not to trigger, it's like, you know, there's other things that when people leave us, when we have loved ones, it's like, 
I don't want to do anything. I would give one more day for me, my grandpa, right? I would give one more day. I mean, cause my, my, I didn't have a dad. Like, I give one more day just to, just to sit here at this park and look at this garden. We don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And so when we can start to approach life from an aspect of like, what is this the last time you ever got to do this? What if this is the last time that Ryan ever got to talk to Marshall? Like, what if the, you never, nobody plans on having the last conversation you ever have with somebody, you know? And all too often in my experience in the past, I had, I had people to talk to me. They reached out to, cause I made a big brand speaking across the world on suicide and prevention. But I had people, I've had people reach out to me in the last few years where I was the one of the last people they, they talked to. They reached out for me for help and I just didn't get to the message. And so it's like, when you realize how, and it's again, if you, and Ryan, you probably know you travel a lot, yeah. you know, Western society or Western culture and what's, you know, UK now and Australia, but that Western way of living, we're the only people like that. The rest of the world, the indigenous people to the, the cultures of the rest of the world are very in tune to themselves or very in tune to nature. It's, and again, I'm not hating on America. I love America and I'm proud to be American, but the corporation of America doesn't give a shit about Americans. And yeah, so this pride that we feel to do or be anything, it's like, if we can realize that making a bunch of money is not the objective, making money is great mm-hmm. and it's awesome to impact people. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it comes down to what is it that you could create? If you could create anything, mm-hmm. oh, I would be a dancer. I would be like, what did you want to be when you were just a little kid and do that? And so again, I wasn't trying to, you know, I just, when you said it that way, I was like, let me just, I want to elaborate a little bit. Cause I want people to be real clear. It's like, there's no right or wrong, like yeah. no right or wrong. You, yes. No, and who is to decide anyways, who's to decide what's right or wrong, <laughs> yes. good or bad. Like who God, God <laughs> or whatever may he made right and wrong. It yes. only exists. It's, it, it's all him. Yes. So it's everything. And people hate that. It's like, dude, even, even like, again, Jeffrey Dahmer, that's from God. It's, it's a, it's a reverberation of things that manifest over time and free will and all these things, but the source it comes from is still the one almighty. And so nothing is good or bad, right or wrong. Like even killing a bunch of people, you're just going to vibrate a lower level and start like it. I'm not saying you should go kill people. Obviously, yeah. terrible. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yes, I know no exactly right or wrong, this saying. whole thing is, you know, and so I want people to understand that. Well, you know, it's funny because, um, you know what I I got a download there. Let me see if I can remember it. Uh, but it was basically that you know we are everything, right? We are the good and the bad. We are everything, right? And um, there was a certain quote that I had. Uh, I forgot it now, but it was it was it was it might come back to me. You know these things they they float away for a yeah, while. Yeah, I, I get back. you. You know how those things go. Um, but you know while I'm waiting for that. You know, this has been such an incredible ride with you, man. And we got oh, thanks, man. so many subjects. Yeah, right? we've been all over and, the map. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember one of the things that I was going to talk about. So basically, Shoot. like, you know, the way I think of it is this quote, right? Nothing you do matters, but it's very important you do it. That quote really sums up what you were talking about, right? Like, it's yeah. it's it's true. Like, another download I got, and I'll see how this comes out, because I get, like, I, I, I'm clairvoyant yeah. in a way, so I see images and try to transcribe them in analogies, yeah. but... What I got was that imagine you have believed your whole life that you are the color red, right? And so you're running around in your life making streaks of red, but really you're the painter controlling the colors, right? Like that's who you really are. And so that's why it's like nothing you do matters, right? You're just red, right? But it's very important you do it because you create a big picture, right? That has a lot of different beauty in it, right? So that was kind of the other download I got there regarding what you were saying, man. And uh, I I I love it. 
Yeah. Well, you know, and it's like for people that study, again, all kinds of types of spirituality and cultures and in different things, it's like the way of the warrior. There's like 21 ways and eight that the, the at first, the best swordsman in Japan, I can't think of his name, Moto Mita Mitamoto. Mm. Can't remember his name. I should know better. And if you guys Google 21 ways of a warrior, you know, there's, there's these ancient principles they live by, but one of the things that warrior, even shamans across all, all creeds, the, the common thread is that they get to a point where they understand that death is the ultimate, the ultimate hunter. You're going to die and making friends with death as well allows you to be free because now you understand that no matter what you do, it's not of that much importance. Every, nothing really matters, but that's why it matters is because you have the ability, like it, none of it matters. So if you say none of it matters, it's going to feel even worse. Yeah. But if you, if you, if you, if you play the game, with like, that's how children are. If I were, if you were five years old and I came to your house and I woke you up and I was your dad and I was like, okay, bud, like, guess what? Today we're going to act like Miami vice. Oh my God. I'm dating myself. We're going to act like, uh, we're going to act like we're, we're going to act like we're in Jumanji. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to, and we're going to act like the, the van is a Jeep today. And we're going to act like everything outside is a jungle and you're going to be the rock and I'm going to be Kevin Hart. Yeah. And we're going to talk like that. And we're going to, at five year old, you would have zero problems being present and pretending to do that all day long and yes. you would be in such joy and you'd get in a van it would be I mean, it would be the jeep and your house would be the tree your house would be a tree house like you would have zero problem doing that and so the reason i say that is because that's what i talk about when i talk about being playful like we are born as the ultimate creator but what happens around Ryan talking about is that trauma happens, which is it, which is the whole point of being here. We are born into a world of sin. Mm-hmm. It's like in, in uh, trigonometry sine wave, like we, it's a frequency. And so like we are born here to fail, which is where the story Adam and Eve comes from. So it's not a big deal. Like you're human. You are perfectly imperfect. You have all the ability of a God, but you don't remember. And that's yes. the whole point of the game. Yes. And so it's like, you, you that, that there's nothing else. None of this matters. It's all wiped clean, but you don't play Mario brothers any less to win it. Like, like when you're playing Mario, like you're trying to beat that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You yes. know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So why do people smash their PlayStations and smash controllers and TVs? <laughs> but life is a lot the same way. And so, you know, in this way of like, the ancient warrior, the shamans, it's like, when you look at life in, in a way that you can't escape your own death, and therefore, none of this is really that important. And in that regard, everything is humorous. And when you can get to a point when you can find joy and peace in life and you can laugh and love, even when you are in despair, especially when you're angry, you can literally take control of your whole entire manifestation. And I've only recently found this out. So you might be listening to this three years from now and you're like, oh, dude, this is Marshall's, like, this is not Marshall's first podcast. You may know me, but just for you guys who don't know yet, like, wait and see. I, I, at this point, I wish that, and I can't really wish because I want to wish my life away. I wish there was more time here in this time space reality for me to have more tangible results. Cause I know that that unfortunately, no, fuck that's unfortunate. Cause at least I know this key to the game. So I know that some tangible results are, it's going to take to start to get more masses of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you can expect to see me driving a freaking Lamborghini Aventador down gravel roads in Montana because it's just stuff, you know, <laughs> yes. like, like, like that's what I, my message to the world is. I want people to understand is that we put so much meaning and importance to everything. We got to sign up. I can't get this. T- I got a face tattoo. Cause I wanted to get some kitty. I was like for a chick. Okay. <laughs> I got a tattoo on my face. <laughs> yeah. But point being is when I got that, I was like, whatever, I'm going to die anyways. Yeah. What have is fun it? What with is it? it? And it, have fun with it. 
And that's all I'm saying is like in this whole entire podcast, whether it's plant medicine, whatever tool you need to get to, it doesn't even matter. This whole thing is a big fat game. And up, like, up there, I think in a viewing lounge where like there's 144,000 of us that are just like in the simulation and our friends and family are watching us and they're probably laughing their asses off. And when we come back, they probably take bets and stuff and we're going to die and we're going to wake up in the chair and we're like, damn it. Like, yeah. I didn't do it again, man. They're like, yeah. oh, you suck, dude. And it's like, it was really only like, it was really like only 20 minutes of that time, yes, you know? And yes. it's like, well, don't you try, bro? Well, yes. don't you get into that five foot six character and see how you do, man? Yeah. And like, and maybe not, and maybe not. Believe yes. whatever you want to believe, but choose a belief that makes you feel good and makes you feel creative. I don't care if you believe in Jesus as the savior, if you think Buddhism is the answer, if you think, I don't care what you think, it doesn't matter. You're not wrong or right. You just are. And yeah. when we can start to realize that, dude, dude, oh um, yeah, like that's why we get that's why we show up like we do because we're like 100 bro, how are you today? And you're like, bro, how are you today? And I'm like, excellent. And you're like pure magic. Me too. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, and it's, yes. And it, and it really life really can be like this. And I think yes. that that's the biggest thing I want to make sure that the viewers understand. They see two guys like us, and they're either like, okay, permafry or, <laughs> or, or these guys are out of touch of reality. You know? Yeah, yeah. Doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, but we're not. It's just that we've tuned into a frequency that that this is how we feel. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I'd ever get here, man. Very blessed and grateful. And I, and I feel extremely grateful to connect with you because again, this is a reverberation and one like this, you're the first wave of this reverberation. Like you are like the one that's hitting the shore first, dude. dude. Of like, oh, wow. There's other people out there who are just like me. Dude, you know, that means the world. And uh, I was writing a funny download. You know, one of my, I, I joke that, you know, there's another love language. They say there's five, there's actually six, right? And the sixth one is analogies, right? And I love analogies. So, and, and just like, you know, making little like, little rhymes and such. And so as you were saying that, you know, you were saying that, you know, people might view us as a couple guys out of touch reality. And what I got was we're not out of touch of reality. We enjoy being into touching reality, right? We're into yeah. touching reality, right? Changing that out yeah. of it to into, right? And I'm yeah. a huge language nerd. And to have that it's reflected, it, oh. yeah, yeah. Like we'll we'll go on a deep rabbit hole again in another conversation yeah. about language because it's it's such an important everything. step of this whole it's, it's thing. Everything. It is everything, right? It's spell casting, right? And, and to get that reflection from you that I'm the lucky number one that showed up for you is amazing and yeah. vice versa, man. Like, you yeah. know, I am a firm believer in the fact, and I've had the direct experience of it, which is again, the best way to convince someone of something is to have them convince themselves. Right. But yeah. I'm a firm believer that, you know, what we do, right. The people talk about ROI, right. But again, they talk right. about quantitatively external, right. But they don't talk about it internal, right? Like, what do you do for yourself? Why do you eat organic food? Because I honor myself, right? Like core values, all of these things. And so when I see people like you showing up in my reality, I'm like, Oh, I'm on a good track, right? Marshall, yeah. and I get along like, Oh, nice to meet you yeah. in this lifetime. Glad to see yeah. that we've caught up from another lifetime now, you know, and, and those are innate knowings. And and at the more you get more intuitive and the more you start to have the experience again, direct that intuition is a thing and that, you know, synchronicities and all of these things until mm -hmm. you experience it for yourself, you might think it's woo woo. Right. And that's fine. Right. Yeah. Because what that will yeah. do, if, if you're a good scientist, right. As I like to say, is you'll go out there and go, I don't think this is true. Let me go try it for myself. Right. And then you'll come to your own conclusion. Right. 
the world needs more sovereign beings, right? People to come to their yeah. own conclusions because what happens is when you truly love yourself and you can be a sovereign creature, then if you disagree with someone, you can still be friends with them. You can still laugh with them, right? Look at the 100%. world right now with the divide and conquer thing going on. That's all because people yeah. have not learned to love themselves and, and their yeah. identity is wrapped into their self-worth, right? And right. that's another whole wormhole we could go down. Hold but but yeah. I mean, to see you show up in my reality, man, Dude, yeah. that is like the biggest I, gift I've ever received. So <laughs> I, I super, I super appreciate that. And yeah. It's true, man. Cause it's like, you know, I just look at people and I realize, okay, we're all one first yes. off and each soul chose, chose their specific character because that character, it, it set up the game in a certain way that would allow them to test what they needed to pass the most. And so even now I've gotten to a point you know, when somebody's being a dick or whatever, I'm just like, bro, good character, man. Like yeah. you're really, you're really tapped into this lesson, bro. And, I, and I'm able to detach from it, which we should probably talk about that sometime too. It's attached yes. uh, the, the addiction to attachment, which is yes. well, they say what attachments, the, the uh, root of all suffering. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. They talk about money being the root of all suffering and what is money? I mean, really it's an attachment to the money that brings the suffering, yeah. not money in general. Money is an inert object. Yeah. It's the same as any plant medicine or whatever. It's like, you know, I, I got stuck into this for a long time too, especially with cannabis. Like we were chatting about before, like, oh, I used cannabis and I had a bad time. It's like, no, actually I, I interacted with a plant and had no idea what I wanted for it. And so therefore, whatever randomly was in my head that just, day manifested in my reality, right? It had nothing 100%. to do with this neutral. Yeah, it's just a gateway. Yeah, it just, yeah, that just is, right? It had everything to do with the creator in it, right? And until we take that power back for ourselves and say, okay, yes, accountability, right? Like that term yeah. is so charged. People think accountability, ugh, that stinks. It's like, it sucks yeah. for like 30 seconds. And then the other side is pure yeah. Just try it out. Yeah. Amazing. Because it's organization. It's just like I said, sacred containers. It just helps you create the containers for your life so you can experience everything. So you have intention behind it. And then everything, you know, again, it's like I've started approaching my life where everything is sort of like a ritual. Yes. Why not? Yeah. You know, uh, it's interesting when I was, and this is not anything, but again, sovereign beings, like having a conversation earlier saying, okay, well, you know, you use cannabis on the weekends, which is that's awesome. And I was at a point for me too, where I was like, okay, how do I consciously use this? And so for me, what I really became, what I've really dialed into is really creating what I've called the one day routine mm-hmm. is understanding that I, I have nothing to plan for because none of it, I, there's no future, but obviously I'm playing this game. So there is a future. So we're, and so for me, what I've done is obviously I can't, it's like when people tell you, oh, cre- create your, your ideal day, create your perfect day and live into it. Well, you know, I was a speaker for a long time. Well, I guess I'm still a speaker. I shouldn't disassociate from that. But, you know, so I'd be like, oh, well, my perfect day is like, am I, am I speaking on stage on my perfect day? Because that's like what I love to do the most. But then I was like, is my perfect day really waking up, feeling nervous, stressing to get to the event? Like, that's weird, <laughs> you know? And then so what I realized is like, okay, like my perfect day is like, oh, I wake up and I have self-care routine. And then I get into work and then this period is open and this period, this time I do this. And what that has allowed me to do then is to have more of that actual flow into my life. And so, you know, I just think it's important for the listeners to understand. It's like when, when we really start to tap into this, this flow state, it comes with being able to create those sacred containers. Like you just said, like being able to, to really intentionally spend your time. And so when it comes to cannabis, I was like, well, I'll only smoke X. I'll only smoke on the weekends. I only do this. I was like, but I like, I'd said that I, I like connecting with the plant because even still, obviously I have some kind of high energy, uh, 
governor. I, I don't have a governor. Yes. And so for the me, the medicine is able to re to re. But I, I again, I had to repair my relationship with it. Mm. And instead of looking at everything, and this has been the hardest thing. This is my and again, I'm very blessed. I you know I work for myself and I have complete financial and time freedom. And so it's like I'm very blessed. I understand that everybody can do this. But I've been able to look at my life and be like, okay, well, if I was only going to get to live one, like this is my last day, how would I optimize? What would I like to do? I would like to stretch. I'd like to sit out in my yard and stare at the trees. Like you come over to my cabin, you're probably going to see me for an hour a day at least, sitting in a rocking chair, literally staring at the mountains and the trees with my with nothing out but a pair of shorts on my feet, like doing nothing. You know, people like drive by thinking like, what the hell is that guy doing? You know. <laughs> and so same thing with cannabis. It was like cannabis. I didn't want to. Some days I use it and some days I don't, but in my ideal one day routine, it's like, yeah, I, I would, I would, I would medicate, you know, I would medicate. And so for me, it's helped me really focus in on like, okay, how do I be the person I want to be? But again, there's all these limitations. Oh, you can't only work 90 minutes a day, Marshall. Oh, you can't just post content and think you're going to close, you know, multi-thousand dollar deals. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Marshall, you know, you got to be inside the Facebook groups and you got like all this yeah. And I just was like, no, that's not how my reality works. Yes. And it didn't start to manifest instantly because I had to train myself, reprogram my subconscious mind to not live in fear, mm-hmm. to when the money was sent in, to not feel like, oh my God, I hope I can, I hope I can provide. I hope, I hope they don't ask for their money back. I had to change all of that shit. And now my life really is like, I got to get it by my slogan should be big chilling. Cause that's what I say all the time. Like, what are you doing? Dude? I'm like, shit, dude, I'm just big chilling, man. That, you know, but I wake up at four 30 and it's like, my workout's already done. My, my, all my, all my business stuff is already done. I've already been on multiple calls with my clients. I've already done all of my branding and marketing. I've already uploaded and done all my stuff. Like by the time, you know, 10 o'clock comes, it's like, bro, I've already worked like a 14 hour day. And not because yeah. I'm better than anybody else, but because I'm highly optimized, yes. which if you guys are listening to this show, you guys are going to want to check out Ryan's other show called highly optimized, which you guys can find on all podcast platforms. You should go review that right now and subscribe. Oh, I didn't mean for that to flow, but oh, it's going to happen. Guilty as charged. But, um, you know, Marshall yeah, right? soon too. <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, yeah, just like really, you know, optimizing for life, optimizing yes. for lifestyle. And I think that's the biggest thing because I optimized for business success for a long time and um, it almost killed me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know dude. how I always put it is vacation vibration, right? It's a vibration you can Ooh. live on, right? And you can be there like whenever it. you want, right? You can be there in the grocery store, right? You can be there in traffic, right? Like what a gift traffic is, right? Oh, thank goodness. I <laughs> thought I wasn't gonna get to finish this podcast, right? It's it's yeah. changing how you think about things because again, you could even you could either see it as life happening to you. Oh, I'm stuck in traffic, this sucks, poor mm. me, or you're still yeah. stuck in traffic, but the way you think about yeah. it can change. All right, you know what? Maybe I'm stuck here because I was gonna die. Die up the street. 100%. Spirit just saved me, right? Like there, you never know, right? But you get to choose. You how never know. Reality looks. You get to choose if absolutely happens for you or to you. You know, absolutely. You just select it, yeah. dude. So, like, this is gonna sound weird for people because I've really just. I mean, again, you're catching me right in the tail. Like, I've been manifesting. <laughs> I've been manifesting like like crazy shit, dude. Like things you people wouldn't believe that I've like I called that and then it happens. But it's always been in and out, spotty. And now I know now because it was like trauma wasn't healed. Mm-hmm. But it's so it's been speeding up even more and more lately. You know, with this with this whole vacation vibration and all of these states we've mm-hmm. been talking about, you know, I keep thinking of like a, a stereotypical term here in the self-development area, which is messy action, right? And really yeah. what is life if not messy action, right? Like for you 100%. like 
it's the worrying, right? Worrying is like mm. a rocking chair. You're rocking, you're rocking, you're rocking, you don't go anywhere type thing, right? And so it's the, the more, worst. Oh, it's terrible, right? Because it's just wasted you know energy. You're just burning tires, yeah. right? And it's not nearly as cool as a burnout either. So it's not even like yeah. you see something cool. You know, it's just literally wasting energy. Dude, <laughs> worrying, pray, worrying is praying for what you don't want, right? Yes. And um, it was my favorite drug to take forever. I mean, yes. for the longest. That it actually made bad. Now I, I got it back. Yeah. And so uh you know so i've recently just started to heal i mean i've i feel like i've gotten to a point where i just heal like like again i was like they're like okay passage of this one like now on to the next stage which again mm-hmm. is gonna be the same shit just different details yep. different levels different devils but um <laughs> I, I so what i've done dude is i've gotten i finally just decided to select exactly what i wanted from my reality and i just wrote it all down which again i know that everybody knows how this goes but this is what's weird that people get things weird i'm 36 right but what I've been doing is I've just been pretending like we were just talking about, bro. I pretend on everything. I know exactly what I want, like material wise, feeling wise, that I want to experience. So every day I get in my Jeep, like I think about the car I want. So like I'll be, and I'll be talking out loud to get people to think I'm crazy, but I'll be like, there's a couple things I want, you know? So I'll be like, and I'm in this Jeep Patriot. It does not get up and go. Right. <laughs> but I'll be like, when I leave this park here, I'll be going home and I'll be like, I'm going to, I'm going to picture this as an Aventador. This is going to be yeah, a Lamborghini. Dude. And I'll be like, I'll be like, dude, check out my lamp. I'm like, doesn't this feel bad? And I'll <laughs> pretend like what it feels like. And I know people think it's great, but I feel it where I'll drive past a property, like a hundred acre ranch. And I'll be like, and I'll, and I'll, and all of a sudden I'll just pretend it's mine. And I'll, and I'll start talking to them. I'll go, yeah, this is our property here where we do all of our retreats and this and that. And I live into that moment and all these things. And so all of a sudden, my reality is starting to change quickly where this money's coming in and clients are showing yes. up, people that I didn't even know were watching me. And it's like, so the people listening, I'm like, dude, I can't stress enough the reason that you want to heal and the reason that you're going to want to get in touch with all this stuff. Because once you can understand yourself, like Ryan says, and you can start to create from the inside out, and then you can get to this weird place where you realize you can have or be anything. Like, there is no right or wrong. If you want to be a greedy prick, you can do that. And like, it's not going to be like your experience is going to be rough and alone. And there's gonna be a lot of turbulation, but it's like, you can be and do whatever you want. There's no good or bad. I'm just whatever. So yeah. write down what you want, make it something good. Cause it feels good to feel good. And then just pretend like it's yours. When I drive to my cabin, uh, when I drive like the cabin, I live in, dude, it's badass, Right. But I'm like, when I drive back there, I, I pretend like it's my, my, my hundred acre property where my, my wellness center is out here. And like, and I, I can see them. Like, I just pretend it. And so I know for sure, that's just a matter of time until it shows up. And I feel like if more people could tap into the medicine that you're making and they could get to heal themselves and have a better relationship with not just the medicine you work with, but through that medicine, like you say, then being able to understand other areas of their lives better. Like that's why it's so important for your listeners to get involved with what it is you're doing, because when they create that medicine, you create this more sovereign being, your avatar gets programmed. It plays a better tune and the better tune that you play, the more stuff you can draw in. If you're really badass at playing that tune, so that's why, like, yeah, I love to honor my body and all that. Sh- like, all, I don't say shit. Like, I, I yeah. do, I do believe that. I talk to my water. Like, I, I'm a weirdo, right? Yeah. I, but, but what <laughs> I'm saying is, like, when you start to live like this, the whole thing becomes a joke, and you yes. find pleasure and joy in everything, and you're always laughing. It's like, yeah, probably the years of cannabis makes me a little bit like this, <laughs> but I'm like this because life is so awesome. Yes. And it's a gift. It's a gift in every moment because yes, I could die. I could literally die of a stroke right now, live on a this thing, and it would be like whatever, you know. You know, honestly, you bring up something great there, and that's really that. Like, you know, I firmly like I firmly believe that I really pay attention to the people that laugh a lot, that are extremely good, that can make any situation into a comedic one, even like a death situation, a funeral, or whatever, can crack a joke, like a good one, in a sense where like 
it, these people are the wisest, attention. yeah, the wisest people. And that is what I love doing more than anything. Ask anyone Same. about the retreats I host or anything. I make it fun because I firmly believe that healing does not have to be so serious, right? Like 100%. it can be a fun experience, right? Because again, it's just a state you're moving through, right? So mm-hmm. I feel as though with a lot of like uh, the healing things going on, a lot of people are rummaging right now and trying to almost yeah. say stuck. No, I have to be super serious. Yeah. I'm healing right now. And it's like, yeah. listen, I get it. And a lot of times it puts so much pressure and that's why laughter it is does. the best medicine. Like that's why laughter is the best medicine is the same, mm-hmm. right? Because great spirit knew that they would never tune into crying because they'd associate with being bad. So what's the sister of crying laughing, right? Like I laughed until I cried. Like that was this huge aha moment I had during a plant medicine ceremony where mm-hmm. I hadn't cried, Like I hadn't sobbed in like God over 10 years. And I what? Had to, yeah, I swear. Holy I swear. smokes. Yeah, right when my when my father passed, Damn. all that stuff happened that we yeah. talked about in the other podcast. So I had this experience where we did a, a very big mushroom tea and I, w- I was fully connected, did some rape and was fully connected. And it was three weeks after I did five MEO DMT and uh, mm. I had a reactivation. Right. And so I just went super deep. Now I had an absolute incredible time. My girlfriend, uh, got kind of stuck out there, right, for a little while. And I knew she, you know, wow. she, we both knew she'd be fine, yeah. but I was in my own world, right? And uh, I remember I was just getting these downloads and I had this moment where I was like, you know, laughter is a lot like crying. And I had been like being comedic as hell. And then in that moment, uh, like it was like the the key fit into the lock. And finally I cried and it was amazing. And there was like moments I in crying where I was just laughing, right? They're the same thing. Yeah. It's like anxiety and excitement. Anxiety and excitement are the same feeling. Same energy. Different stories cast to them, you know? And so I love 100%. that, man. I love that. You know, I haven't worked with a uh, five MEO DMT yet. What's that like? Wow. It is. <clears throat> it's extremely I'm a little scared. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it is fully dying. Like, I believe it's fully dying. And what you realize, though, is that, like Ramdas says, death is like taking off a light, uh, uh, tight shoe, you know, like, like it is, it is. So, so here's actually something that uh, I'll chat with you about real quick. So I have this very particular breathing, uh, breathwork style that I like to bring people through, uh, when, especially when they're on medicines, but even if they're not right, because a lot of people are like, listen, I don't want to interact with psychedelics. I'm like, I get it. They're not for everyone. Right. But you can hack your body to release your own DMT, right. And do these things you can do through breathwork, through meditative states and allow someone to experience what it is, even if they never want to take anything uh, and just experience it endogenously, right? So one of the things that I've noticed uh, with breath work specifically is that when I'm on a plant medicine and I do this certain style of breathing, it will be like I just hit DMT. Now, it won't last as long. It'll be about 10 to 20 seconds, but it will literally go even sometimes deeper, right? And so when we come back, I've been doing this in big groups and when we get hit good, right? I'll harmonize everyone with some ohms and then get everyone linked and we'll do it holding hands and we'll blast off and literally come back in not knowing who we are, where we are, nothing, right? But it all comes back in like a dream. Uh, and and what I noticed is that everyone starts laughing hysterically at the exact same time without ever like, right. it's, it's like, it's completely autonomous, right? And so that yeah. really allowed me to like actually ask, why is this laughing happen, right? And then when yeah. I did 5-MeO DMT, I was hysterically crying, laughing, like all the yeah. emotions are pouring through. And I realized, oh my God, we're laughing because we're realizing like, like viscerally that death is the easiest yeah. part of life, that this whole thing is a joke. Like that is what it is, man. That's why that's what laughter is. Laughter is remembering yeah. that it, it, life is infinite, it's right? Not, it's, yeah. 
You're it's not taking hot, yourself dude. too seriously. You're not taking life too seriously. That's oh, what laughter is. And that's, that's why it's the best awesome. medicine, right? That was like dude, a big... That, <laughs> bro, that story, hearing that story is like, because you're so right, dude. Um, I mean, there's so much to unpack in that. And I think like, you know, for the listeners, it's, uh, is that, was that, was that the first time that you had really, like really gotten through the feeling of, uh, of overcoming the fear of death or something? No, but it was uh, so actually it was it was almost different. It was it was the time in which like it started happening. And I was like, ah, whatever. Like, I'm I'm fine with it. Let's go. Because I knew I'm like, worst case scenario. And like, this is going to get a little morbid, but like worst case scenario, I die. Right. And, and yeah. in that a pinky nail of me is gone. Right. Like, so I know that innately. Now, obviously, I'm not going out there making like, you know, silly decisions or anything. Yeah. I knew I was safe. I knew I had prepared correctly. But really, it's like, what am I really afraid of? Because I love asking right. a question. You know this from coaching. Like, coaching is basically a control alt delete, right? So what I like to do to myself so, when I'm starting to worry I is like control alt delete myself, right? I so like I just that. ask myself, what is the real problem here, right? Okay. And 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 like, if if you're going through anything, just ask yourself, what is the real problem, right? And innately, something will come through. And for me, yeah. I realized like in with doing five meo, I was fully ready. Like I felt right. ready. Like I felt ready right. to experience it. And for those listening, like like I think you mentioned it earlier, Marshall, like not everyone is meant to do plant medicines at all, no, period, right? Ever. And then yeah. and then also there's people that like doing them more often, less often, like everyone in theory should be going for what they're getting called to do from their soul, right? I know part of my purpose on this planet is I am a medicine man, right? I'm someone who has interacted with medicines for many lifetimes and I'm okay with going out there exploring. No and, wonder we're connected. Right? Guilty as charged, man. I was saying it, right? Oh, I saw right. your thing on your profile, Modern Medicine. Yeah. I was like, we're best yeah. friends, you know? And it's like- Oh, that makes so much sense. So so I have a name for us, right? And I'll, and I'll say this again. I think I've only said this twice in the show so far. So- so I basically have this theory, right? That if if the ethereal That's realm so is cool. where we come from, right? The ethereal mm-hmm. realm is where we come from. Then there are different types of individuals <laughs> that live in this ethereal realm, right? And so I, as we're coming back, as we're as we're deciding to embark on a journey of 4D reality, 3D reality, 5D reality, whatever you decide, a physical experience, right? At first, you're you're like ah you know i'm i'm really nervous about going down there you know being separate from you know what i am i mean that sounds terrifying so right. i'm going to go down i'm going to go down as a fly right so you go down you get to look around for 7 days and you're back right and you're like whoa that was crazy and every time oh, you start you start dipping your toes more and more okay i'll be a bird get a more expansive look around all right now i'll be a tortoise so i won't do much but i'll get a really good oh idea my of god i never and, thought about it right? like that and then you reach a level where you're like all right I'm going to be a human. And at that level, you have now reached the extreme sporter stage of the ethereal realm. You're oh an ethereal extreme sporter. That's like my whole thing. Like the group I put people in, everything is ethereal yeah. extreme sporters, right? There are certain people that are just ultra curious and they're willing to really like- That's so funny. Like, like think about- Interesting. Yeah. And, and like, think about like how scared, I mean, I, I, I'll yeah. talk about my own personal experience. I was so scared of death, of all of these things, of messing with my grasp on reality, right? And now I'm someone who actually invites it in, right? I enjoy like allowing my ego to dissolve, right? And I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that like there's times where I'm like, holy shit. But I am saying that there's a calling where I really enjoy doing that. It's a passion of mine, right? And that can be, again, even if I never did another plant medicine through breath work, through through meditation, through whatever. But the thing is that there are certain people 
that are just extreme sporters and stuff, right? Like for instance, I've never well, that, had a calling to put on a squirrel suit and go diving through the air at hundreds of miles an hour. Right. It doesn't nah, make me a, nah. a better or worse person than someone, but it does make, them good. Material, it does make them an extreme sporter period. Right. Yeah. So it's not yeah. that they're on a pedestal. It's just, Hey, you're an extreme sporter, man. You know, you like right. doing some wild shit, you know? And that's what I call <laughs> people like you and I, it's just people that yeah. really like testing the waters, right. In, in, yeah. in the realm of consciousness. So we're consciousness, extreme sporters. I, lo- I love that. I always think that, you know, I, I always believe that, you know, we progress through consciousness levels, one dimension, second dimension, your third dimension, different variations of each of these, um, which I think is very interesting, but to describe it of how we moved it, that's, I, I love that. You know, I think it's also important for the, uh, you know, listeners to, to know if they don't know, because you said, you mentioned something at the very beginning of this, and it's like, we have enough DMT floating around in our brain that if it was another substance like psilocybin, for example, we would be deemed legally high. Yes. And so, so, you know, the shamans always talk about, um, life is an illusion, the great Maya, you know, it's, it's an illusion. And if there's enough DMT to make us high, then really, how do we know what we're experiencing is not a hallucination, you know, what science is interesting about science. Again, I keep going back to, because I, I was like, Oh, well prove it to me. And I, now I've created the space for me to believe it, but it's like science can't prove where sight is. They know it's not stored in the eyeball and your brain can't create the image of sight. So everything you see, like, where is it actually happening at? Like, there's not a mechanism in your human body that like makes sight happen. Yes. And so we've got to understand is that like what he's, what Ryan's talking about is that, you know, again, wow, what, whoever designed this must have been the greatest creator because there's little hacks all over. Like if you yes. eat beef liver or you have pop little blueberries or like there's a little vitamin that can level your character up. And if you <laughs> do this, if you do this crazy breath work, you can tap into to DMT and you can use oxygen to naturally heal your body. And you can get like the ultimate, it's the ultimate cheat code. It's why we call it biology hacking, biohacking, these primal yes. hacks. And so I love that you mentioned that because if people realize you don't just have to use plant medicine, but for me, using plant medicine allowed me to go, oh, that's what this feels like. Mm. So now when I'm able to get there and I'm able to move my spinal fluid, I'm able to create that that awakening, I'm able to really squeeze that in and activate that in my in my brain. And I have that, that feeling, I go, oh that's it. That's what it is. I didn't know until I knew. And so, you know, but again, I I just, I I can't stress this enough. And I say, I say this about anything. The one thing that changed my life is self-education and mentorship, Mm -hmm. being willing to go out and do the research myself, but being willing to ask for help. But not only that, it's like, I wish in school, they just would have taught us that, Hey, did you know, whatever you want to be, just go find somebody out in the world who's already having success doing that. And then learn from them. Like if they would have told me that, when I was a child, I would have been like, that's it. And so what I'm, why I'm saying that is because all these things we talk about, like you can literally follow Ryan daily and watch what he's doing. And it's like mm-hmm. people like Ryan and I, you know, again, it makes so much, so much sense. Of course you're a medicine man because we've, <laughs> so, we've, we've been doing this in multiple lifetimes, creating yes. medicine for like, this is what we do, yes. man. That blows my mind. Of course, of course you make yeah. medicine. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is that like, you know, maybe your calling is not to make medicine. Okay. Not everybody's called to jump in squirrel suits through the air at high speeds or to (laughs) fly airplanes or to drive NASCAR, all right, to be a coach, to be a medicine person. But if you want to know how to literally hack your reality, be able to tap into your ultimate potential, there's all cheat codes everywhere. And it's so simple, but we don't know it's simple until we do it. And that's why you want to connect with people like Ryan, who can just go, yo, 
don't take 10 years to learn this like I did. Let me explain yes. to you this in six weeks and then let me help you master it over time. You know what I love about what you just said, right? Is is you've made the the progression, right? And what I mean by that is that really what is the most valuable resource, right? A lot of people think it's money, but really it's time, right? Because if you have time, you can always make more money. But if you have money and no time, you're dead, right? And yeah. so really like the reason why you work with mentors and coaches is not like people are like, oh my God, it's so much money. Okay, well, how much money does it, does it, is it worth to you to save time? Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the great thing about hiring a mentor and a coach and, and actually learning from someone who does this is results don't lie. So you can easily yeah. just check into someone. Hey, are you getting the results I want? If so, awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to now learn from you. If yeah. not, then yeah. I'm not right. Yeah. And so that's a great way to move through a lot of the stickiness in society right now. There's so many people yeah. talking. There's so much yeah. mainstream media, whatever. When this whole COVID thing happened, I looked at the people that I was listening to or that were you know, trying to get me to listen to them. And I just went, they're not getting the results I want. So I'm not going to listen yeah. to them, right? It doesn't make yeah. me conspiracy theorists. It doesn't make me anything. It just means like, I'm not going to- I'm not aligned with that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to take health advice from someone who clearly isn't healthy. It's like, that doesn't 100%. make any sense, you know? And yeah. and when yeah. I looked at the people who were getting the results I want, who I trust and and who I work with a lot, it was a much different narrative, right? And so yeah. that's the, the final thing I wanted to say on that is like, for anyone listening, like, if you want a result, find someone just like Marshall said, getting that result, because obviously something they're doing is working. And then you can actually learn right. from them and discern for yourself if that is the way you want to get that result. But at least yeah. you know you're learning from someone who actually has the ability to teach you what 100%. you want to learn, you know? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's so, so valuable. There's a quote that I used to say all the time on stage, and it's that, you know, broke people spend time to save money, but wealthy people spend money to save time. Yeah. And it's interesting because that, and from a Western approach to, to accomplishing, that is very true. And again, it's like, um, for me personally, I'm in a new space now where, again, where I was telling you earlier, I'm trying to dissolve time because I know it's not real. Now, obviously, I got to stay kind of plugged into the matrix because I run a coaching business within the matrix. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be accountable to deadlines and stuff. But having the opportunity to dissolve time, but not knowing what day it is or not allowing it to matter as much. And so the thing of it is, I would even take it the next step further and saying, okay, well, yeah, you can always make more money, but you'd never get back time. But like time is literally, which I know that, you know, Ryan, a man-made construct. It's not, yes. there's nothing to it. It's only right now. And so when we talk about making investments, everybody goes, oh, what's the ROI? What's the return on my investment? But yes. the question that people aren't asking is what is the COI, which is the cost of inaction. Like, that's great. But what is the cost of your inaction? What if you don't change today, how much is that going to cost you? What's another year of you feeling like this? And so again, I still want to take, take time out of it. And so it really comes down to how often do you hate your experience? Yes. How often are you miserable? <laughs> how, how, and it's not even about having more time. It's just like, who knows how much time you have left, but how much would you be willing to invest right, right now to never have to feel like that again, or to be able to know how to manage that feeling. Like when I'm looking at something like, um, the last Oreo or, um, uh, or, or, or should I put a honey that with a little bit more honey on my oatmeal? Right. Yes. And this sounds silly, but like what I always say to myself in that moment, and again, cause this is a slippery slope too, with addiction and, and mm -hmm. uh, compulsion and gluttony, but I'll say, you know, if I die tonight, when I look back down, will I be glad that I saved that last Oreo? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And it's like, so again, looking at life in this approach of understanding, like, dude, the reason you want to, the re I, the reason you want to be around people like Ryan is not again, not even to collapse time because this again, I, and I know you will agree, man. Um, cause that's what I sell. That's what I'm telling too. Like, look, collapse time, but we only have to do that because we have to get through to our people in this physical realm. But really the secret, the thing that, ma the, that means the most is energy. 
because everything is energy. And, and the more you can feel an amazing energy, the better your experience is. And it has nothing to do with time or money. So when we can start to remove these things, it really becomes like, yo, wh- what amount of energy would you be willing to trade to tap into that power grid? Like if you, I don't know if you've ever been to a music festival, I'm sure you have, oh, but like you dude, go to, tons. like you go to, let's go to say Coachella, right? Yep. You go to Coachella, like yes. finding a plug, finding a place to plug in your phone is a, is fucking gold. Okay. Yeah. And even when you finally <laughs> do get one, even yeah. when you finally do get one, it takes forever to charge your phone. You may, you may get it back to 23% before you're like, okay, let's go. Right. Yeah. 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 Point being is that there's a difference between plugging into that and plugging into the, the one at home that you know is going to charge your shit in 10 minutes. Yes. And that's exactly what I look for when I talk about mentorships. You want to look for somebody that has results, somebody whose clients have results, and somebody who has reviews, and then somebody who's making content that shows that they actually live the life that they're doing. And if you can find those four things in the mentor, who gives a shit how much money you have to take with you or even how much time it is? Because the reality of it is, is what energy do you want to be in this universe, in this world? Because, because once you, like I said, and I know, you know, dude, it's like for our listeners, it's like, once you start to feel that you, you start to manifest in a play in a way that you never have, you know, it's like, you stop doing and being, I'm sure you've heard of do have be versus yep. be have do. And so when you can live from that spot of waking up and that instead, what do I have to do, but who do I have to be? And you can tap into the energy. Like imagine if you got to see Ryan once a week, or if you got to be on a call with Ryan when you need it, like your shit would be easier because the energy that he taps you into is one where it's like, yeah, I know that somebody just died, but let's cut the tension and have a little laugh here because like, we can't just be sad forever. Yeah. And so I think that's, what's so important by people to realize about mentorship. It's why, I literally just, after five years of selling courses and one-on-one coaching and all this, bro, I finally gave it all up. And now there's anything against coaching for me. I just, I sold so many courses and I was like, 95% of people don't do this. How is it that 5% of people can take this and go make $114 million, but the 95% of you don't do shit with it. And it became such a disconnect because I realized that there's no amount of knowledge I can give anybody. It's energy. And so now it's like, that's why I only sell retreats or I only sell like my mastermind because I'm like, the only thing you can pay me for now is my energy because nothing else is of any value. And so it's, um, it's a weird exchange, but I just think it's like, I want people to, and I know that's what you do is energy work. Like that's essentially what you're doing. And so it's like, I can't stress enough the importance of energy, man. Energy is everything, man. It so is, you know, and, uh, and I love that, man. It's, it's so important too. And, you know, really it's the same thing with finding the right medicine, man, right? Like what we're talking about, you can replace mentor coach with medicine, man, whatever shaman, you know, it's, it's really like, this is, this is great, like foundational ground rules for life, right? In general, you know, that old saying, you are the collection of the five people you spend the most time with, right? This is a great, like little, little, like personal questionnaire to bring them through before you spend time with them. Right. And, yeah. uh, and I love that, man, man, we've gone on such an amazing riff. Yeah. Man. Yeah, is, man. They, dude, they, thanks. Is, I appreciate it. I was oh trying, trying to go for, wasn't trying to go forever. I just, no, I, we dude. just keep talking about it, dude. I, it's, um, it's, yeah, I, 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 I was going to tell you that, you know, this is exactly why I made this podcast because these are the yeah. conversations that the world is craving right yeah. now, right? We're done with small talk, right? Oh, so many people 100%. Are. And, and really like what you and I are both aligned on, like at the core of our beings is just allowing people to take their power back, right? To become, to become happy, truly happy in whatever way they do it. And really what we get to be is channels to, ex- to talk about our experiences and say, Hey, you down to Dude, go try it? Like hit us up. That's, that's it. Here for you know, and bro, that's it. Just conduits. Yeah. Just a conduit. 
Exactly. I don't do anything, dude. I tell people come to my retreats and they're like, oh my God, you changed my life and all this stuff. I'm like, bro, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just yeah. created the container. God, yeah. God and na- like you and nature did everything. Like yes. I didn't do anything. Okay. Yes. Just so you know, I just got <laughs> y'all here. Yes. Um, but the, the one thing I do want to say real quick is, is that I, what, why, one of the reasons I'm so connected with you and what you're doing and why I want to tell the whole world about it is because this is something I've been really big on lately. Um, first off, I think that entrepreneurs, you know, I think they're the superheroes of the matrix because it's yes. like, let's be honest, not everybody can look out into the matrix and see a problem and create a solution and make money. And so when people ask, oh, well, what's one superpower you wish you could have? I'm always like, dude, making money. Are you kidding me? That is a superpower because there are people out in the matrix that will never have an opportunity to make any money. Third world countries, different situations, they'll never have an opportunity to make money. No matter what you say, we can preach it through a blue in the face, but in their soul contract in this life, they're not. And so as entrepreneurs, we have this ability to, this superhuman ability to be a blessing to, for God to work through us. And so the reason I say that is because I, now when it comes to the one thing I found about entrepreneur space is what you were talking about in, our, in my podcast, which was like, I was in the cannabis industry, kind of got burnt out on it. Then I was like, oh, I'll go try it again. And it felt even ickier because I was even more awake. And I realized there's even more in heel trauma in the space. That's what I went through too in my speed with the speakers. And so the reason I say that is because it's like, dude, if I could just help YouTube, if, you, if I could just help more leaders and people and superheroes in the matrix heal themselves. So then their gifts are more aligned and they can go out. It's like, that's how I know I make the biggest difference. And so why I'm telling this to the audience is because what we've done in Western society, and it's because they programmed us, they've made it like this, but we've gotten so perfect at compartmentalizing every single thing in our experience, which is to create division and everything. And so if you are going to look for a coach, if you are going to look for a superhero to help mentor you, my advice would be to stop compartmentalizing your mentorship and your coaching. Oh, I got to get a personal trainer. I got to get a business coach. I got to get a mindset coach. Those are all great, but we're waking up into a new age where there are medicine men and medicine women and call them what you will. But people like Ryan, people like me who have business acumen, physical knowledge, or a knowledge about physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, mm-hmm. plant medicine, different modalities of healing. And so the only thing I can say to listeners that if you're at a point where you're going to look for somebody don't move away from the old thing where we're compartmentalizing the people we're helping. Find you an entrepreneur, somebody who has a superhero making money who can help you learn how to do, how to sharpen your skill, which I always, I do it through the lens of a warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, warriors are, warriors are people that can go out and hunt, but they know how to be and they know how to protect and be grounded. It's like the, the great eagle, right? The great yeah. spirit. But point being is if you're looking for a mentor, that's why I'm so connected to you. Cause I'm like, okay, this is a dude who's doing everything. He's got, he's, he's got everything. Right. And that's how I am. I'm like, I'm doing everything. And not from a sense of ego, like I'm doing it all, but I'm like, yo, I started off as a personal trainer eight years ago. And then I did this and this and this. And I thought the whole time I just sucked and that <laughs> I was never going to get it right. And I was a failure. And then realized what it really was is that I had to collect and go use all of this medicine, all of these different things. So now here at this point, it's like, yeah, dude, I've built nine figure businesses and I've traveled the world and I've healed my trauma and I've been through terrible relationships and I've had kids and I've been divorced and I've attempted suicide and all these crazy things. And same with you. And so if you guys are listening to this, I'm telling you, don't just go find your boring ass business coach or some sales because that, that doesn't none of that's real. Yes. It's not bad. And those people aren't doing it on purpose. They're not maliciously trying to do anything. They just they don't know what they don't know. You know, and so don't go. I wouldn't suggest if you want the most experience, you want the best fulfillment from this experience, this living experience of life. I would go along with people like Ryan who can help you level up in every area through an elongated period of time. Somebody tells you they can solve your problem in 30 days or six weeks or six months, they're lying to you and they just 
want your money. They may not be that malicious about it, but that's what they're doing because they, we need to eat, but you, it's longer than that. This is a dedication. Bruce Lee says, what? You know, if you're the man that practices 10,000 kicks, I feel the man that practices one kick 10,000 times. And that's how people I feel should look at their development, spiritual, emotional, physical, mental development, lifestyle, lifestyle development. Yes, dude. I love that, man. That was beautifully poetically said. And I really couldn't agree more, you know, and really what you're looking for is a holistic approach spelled W-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C, you know, and, and that's the, that's, that, that is the cosmic giggle, you know, by focusing on the whole picture you know, you really allow it to have the sum of its parts, right? Like, yeah. and, uh, and I love that, man. And so Marsha, where can I send people, man, to connect with you, yeah. to learn yeah. from you, to work with you? Like, where's the best yeah. place? What's the show? Where do you find your show? Yeah. All that. Yeah. Listen, look, I'm on every single social media platform. I'm on every podcast platform. <laughs> if you type in the Marshall Gillen show, or if you type in Marshall Gillen, you will find me on whatever your social media platform is. There's so many different things I offer. I mean, I have retreats and I do free meditations and I do you know free healing work, but I don't care about all that. Truly what I want to do is I really want to just get to know more people. I spent my life traveling around the globe, making these fake connections of people who really loved me, but I was never able to feel. And so if you really want to follow me or you want to get to know me, just follow me on Instagram or somewhere. Just oh, yeah. DM me like a real person, <laughs> like, yo, bro, what's up? Yeah. And like, I, I do have ADD and I am always out in back country, which I'd never have service. But when I come back, I, like even if it's three or four days later, like I'm like, Yo, Ryan, what's up, bro? Like, dude, it's so good to hear from you today because I just like connecting with people. So come connect with me, follow me on Instagram, get to know me. I want to get to know you. I want to know what you're about. Maybe I'll have you on my show. Maybe I'll be on your show. Who knows? Maybe you haven't even thought about starting a show yet, but now that I'm talking about, you're like, damn it. Yep. I'm going to start a show and reach out to Ryan and me and we'll come be guests on your show and we'll help you kick it off because I'm just here to, just here to create a space to love all and serve all. So at Marshall Gillen on any platform at Marshall Gillen. I'm sure you can click on a link somewhere, but uh, yeah, dude, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Like what a yeah. pleasure. What a really cool thing you're on a journey you're doing. And uh, to finally have a conversation started about this is so cool, man. I'll be promoting you and, and sharing you when I when, when and where I can for sure. Hell yeah, bro. Thank you so much. And uh, of course, man, I got so much love for you, bro. And you know, I have, I have one more question for you. If you're up Oh, bro, lay it up, man. Right, yeah. hundred percent. So if someone listening was just swayed by you to experience psychedelic medicines for the first time, what piece of advice would you give them to allow them to have the smoothest experience possible? It's mm, a really good question. And so I like when people say how we do one thing's how we do everything. Right. And so I always find it curious. I'm like, well, if you're willing to update your iPhone, as soon as the new downloads come in, but you're not willing to update your health, like you're probably out of alignment. And so if you are in a place where you're ready to find some alignment, <clears throat> there's a couple of ways you can do it. If you're driving down the road and your car breaks down and you don't know how to fix it, you can YouTube that shit. Like, and that's what I would do. I would say, Hey, whatever problem you become aware of that you want to fix in your life, write it down write down the emotions that you feel from that problem that triggers it. And then write down the story that you were telling yourself, like get clear on that. And then I would just start using Google and YouTube. And I was, that's literally what I would do <clears throat> because I can't tell you how to, I can't tell you. And without getting a chance to sit down and talk to you, I can't tell you what medicine you need, which means that you have to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Now that's one way to do it. If I'm driving down the road, I don't know how anything about cars, bro. So if somebody's listening to this and think about plant medicine and they know as much about plant medicine as I know about cars, which is like nothing. I can change my oil and I can change my tires, but like if my car breaks down, I personally, dude, I'm just not, I'm not going to YouTube and Google how to fix it. Like I don't, you know, I just, 
I don't get down like that. I'm like, dad, just help me help me alleviate this problem. I got to go to the gym. I got to get, get some food, right. Yeah. Trying to meet some ladies. Like yeah. they're trying to find Mrs. Marshall. <laughs> yeah. And so if somebody's, if somebody's listening to this and truly, I would not try to do this alone. The reason that 90% of people fail in life is because they try to do this journey all alone, whether it's from pride or insecurity. So if I had one piece of advice, how to do this, and I don't mean, and I mean this most sincere. I don't just say things the same. If you follow me online, you know, like I'm the real, I, I keep it real for all the years I've done this. I would reach out to Ryan and I would get involved with, he has a new class coming up. It depends what time you're, you're listening to this. Maybe you're listening to this three years from now. And Ryan is, has a whole entire event that's called <laughs> connect with cannabis or connected yeah. plants or something. But what I would do is I would reach out to Ryan and I would ask him for his specific, his specific advice. Mm. Like, like not like a generalized blanket, like, yo, how do I make more money? Like, I don't even know your skill set. I can't tell you how to heal in one question. I know that's not what you're asking. So for the listener, it's like, I, Ryan and I, not only could we not do that, we would never presume to do that. And so what I would do is if you had a cough or you felt something, you would go to the doctor and say, yo doc, like I'm not feeling the best. If you had feeling, if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling numb, if you're feeling like you just don't know where to go, if you feel like you've been doing everything, but you just don't feel a connection to yourself or nothing means anything anymore. then what I would do is I would go to Ryan's Instagram. I would click on his bio. And I think it's literally the first link at top. It says, yo, schedule a free session. He's like, yo, I don't have all the time, but I created a sacred space. There's only these amount of slots. If you go click on one, you can have one for free and I will give you medicine. Like it's like urgent care. It's like yes. urgent care. And so it's like, dude, again, <laughs> a long-winded answer, longer story longer, but like literally, that's what I would do. I have made a habit of my life of going out and just I don't waste time anymore. I just go to the source. Who's got the information I wanted? I, I went to you and I was like, bro, I want to know the specific question. I want to have you on my show. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you want to know, don't try to do it alone. It's pointless. Go reach out to Ryan. He'll make it work for you some way or another. Get, get involved and work with a professional who can guide you through it. I tell my clients, they, they pay me handsomely. And I tell them, most likely, I'm not going to teach you anything new. I'm here to get you to take action on things you already know. Because a lot of times what we're really looking for is affirmation that we're not doing it wrong. That's it. I mean, I, I've, again, almost over a quarter of a million dollars in the last four years into my personal development business mastery, where I've sat in high-level mastermind rooms just to hear somebody go, no, you're already doing it right. And I'm like, oh, so it's just time and patience. Like, Money yeah, bro, well just, spent. <laughs> just wait. And exactly. And it is. And it is. Exactly. Sarcastically, it is. No. So invest your time, your money and energy. Learn from Ryan. He'll tell you exactly what to do. He'll guide it for you specifically. So you're not shooting the dark, trying to guess what it is you should or shouldn't be doing because it's not saying it's not one, one size fits all. And you need to talk to the professional who can help you create that space. So my answer would be to reach out to Ryan get connected with them. He's got an opportunity to talk to him for free. And if you, if you need more help, he can offer you more help, but chances are you're going to have a lot of information to integrate from that one call, but most you're going to want to take the next step because you're going to want to solve, fix your car as soon as possible. You're not going to want to dick around with trying to figure out how to fix something. You don't know how to fix. It's pointless. (laughs) <laughs> I love that man, and thank you yeah. so much. You know, I uh, of course Ralph. received that man, and uh, of course, yeah. You know, you guys, I got you. You know, hit me up. Let me know what's going on, and I can help you out with it. You know, and that's that's, that's what fact. we live for. You know, we live for live for people. it, and that's why, like, 
you know, that's why I love giving people a free session. Cause I'm like, listen, I don't want your money unless it's actually worth it to you. So see, right. try it out. And yeah. if it's not no hard feelings. Cool. Yeah. Like go find someone who works yeah. for you. Right. hundred percent. If it is. And you're like, okay, now you know exactly what you're in for because yeah. you know, coaching and all these things are kind of like, you know, what does that even mean? Right. Like, cause there's yeah. so many different types of coaching. And so that's one of the main reasons I do that, you know, because it, it yeah. really just puts the offer on the table. It's like, listen, if you're ready to, to be accountable and to commit, yeah. then I'm ready for you. You know, but that's exactly yeah. what it is, is that that investment is a proof of commitment yes. because I, I know, I, I know what it takes to do this and I'm not going to mess with somebody unless they're willing to commit an amount of energy that I know is going to take. And that's how that, that exchange. And I think a lot of people should know is like, I, I don't want your, I, I've taken plenty of money where I wasn't aligned with the client over my years mm-hmm. and it's bad money. I shouldn't yes. say bad, but like unaligned money, you feel guilty or yes. you have to show up and you have to literally put the client on your back and carry them through the session. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to mm-hmm. do it. It's like, None of us want that. So just, <laughs> just like you, you know, go, 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 take a car for a spin, get a little taste. I guarantee you're gonna be like, okay, I'm about to make the best investment I've ever made. Let me learn. Hell yeah, guys! When Marshall first contacted me, I immediately could sense that his energy was authentic, and that he was someone I was curious of learning more about and from. After connecting with him and hearing what he says about many of the same topics I speak about. It was amazing to have the opportunity to go on his podcast and double-headed by having him on this one time on Psychedelics. Marshall knows firsthand what these plants can do when used responsibly and consciously, and is a living testament to what can transpire within ourselves when we hear the call from within and meet it with dedication, commitment, and love. And speaking of love, doing this show is something I love from the bottom of my heart, and I would be so grateful if you could spread awareness of the show by sharing it with your friends and family and leaving reviews on iTunes. Together, we can reverse the stigma on these plants and leave the Garden of Earth greener, pun intended, than we found it. Marshall, (laughs) thank you so much again for sharing your time, wisdom, and knowledge with us today. And until next time, my brother, may your journey be smooth and full of light. Aho.